Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, I'm Richie Alban. I'm going to have Brandon Visco being joining me here on today's broadcast as our producer. He, of course, is the voice of the one and only up there on the Grand Strand. That, of course, Carolina Force Panthers. Because I get the opportunity to be the voice of uh, the Fort Dorchester Patriots. It is going to be a great show tonight. And let me just go ahead and give you the five-star lineup. We start off at 6:30. With Miss V, she is with the South Carolina High School Blitz, our partner in the Upstate. She's also a major contributor and partner here with us on Southern Sports Central. Then at seven o'clock, we head over to Series XM College Sports with the best producer in the business. No offense there, Brandon, but Pisha, mm-hmm. he's been doing it for a little bit longer, big guy. But uh, he's going to check in at seven o'clock. He's a big-time Alabama guy, but he produces multiple shows over there at Sirius. And I got to tell you, I can't wait to talk to him as the SEC will be in play this weekend, along with the state of South Carolina public high schools will be underway on Friday night. So what did we do? We found David Shelton. We're bringing him on tonight. He's a prep writer for the Post and Courier. He's a beat writer for Charleston Southern. And he also writes for the high school sports report. And then at 8 o'clock, it's Justin Jarrett. Justin Jarrett, another great beat writer. This young man is in the southern part of the low country down there where some of the Buforts and, well, Branch and a few other dozen schools are down on the southern part of the state of South Carolina. Justin will join us at 8 o'clock. And then since we're down there on the south end, figured why not go out and get this young man, Casey Fields. He will be on here with us. He's a 15-year-old 10th grader, six foot 190, great point average of 4.9. He's part of that Buford High School Legion of Doom. But he'll join us around 8.20, maybe 8.30-ish as he gets off the field. We're going to try to always have beat writers and players, and if we can find a few coaches, that's what we'll do from here on out on Mondays and Wednesdays. It is going to be a great show. If you want to call in tonight, throughout tonight's broadcast, you can do that at 1-323-784-9681. Make sure you're following us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. Brandon, man, I tell you, buddy, it has been a great week. It's Wednesday. I'm just left practice as I uh, did my homework last night. You and I can uh, definitely – um, understand the language here. As I said, I was up till 2.30 this morning preparing for my ones and twos. 
looking at the opposing team on Friday night that Fort will be playing as we will travel to actually Ridge, finding the starters, because it's not an easy thing for coaches to give us their ones and twos if we're, well, part of the home team or the other team. And I just, I struggle with that because I would hope and understand that they know that, A, you're only helping your players by allowing me to get prepared for a broadcast, be it on the radio like Brandon's going to do or on the TV screen like I'm going to do, by knowing more about your athletes, which is going to give me time to tell a little bit more of a story. That's just what we do. Sure, we are representing the team, the colors that we're wearing on Friday night. Respectful and show a little love on the other side. If somebody made it to make it, why not give them a little bit of that away? But if I don't know your name, it makes it a little bit tougher, Brandon. I know you're getting ready for South Florence, man. That's on the road or is that at home? No, that's, I believe you guys that's are traveling, at home. aren't you? Oh, you're at home. Yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's a home so, game. So what's it been like for you this week, man? I know Monday you started getting into go mode, and you and I have been talking, comparing notes, and I know we're part of a lot of different Facebook pages with broadcasting, but, you know, uh, how much has it been, uh, how hard has it been with this COVID and everything going on to actually communicate with some of these other coaches? Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of tricky. You know, a lot of coaches, it seems like they don't necessarily have, you know, their depth charts ready yet, uh, not 100% sure on who they're going to have starting, which obviously makes our jobs a lot harder. Right. It definitely does. And, and you know, it is what it is at this point, though, for me. Yeah. You know, I can go back and, and look at a few notes that I have because I covered, uh, you know, a team that played this team last year. So, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that keeps my notes around. So I'm able to kind of go back a little bit and have an idea of some of the starters. But, uh, you know, it would be a little bit better to, to have a little bit more of an understanding. But, again, we do what they do on football fields. We just make audibles. It's live radio. It's live TV. It's live local. And I just uh, – I look forward to it, man. I've been eager all day. I'm going to be honest with you, man. <laughs> the, 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 the clocks continue to tick. Excuse me. I continue to get a little bit more excited. Even – Today, and again, I'm never going to give an insight of what happens at the practices that I get a chance to be a part of, but I will say this, is that, man, I can feel it in the air. It feels like playoff weather, by the way, because it is nice <laughs> and breezy yeah. down here in the low country, and I'm sure up on the Grand Strand where you're coming up, up there at uh, one of our other studios up there in Myrtle Beach, man, what's the weather up there on the Grand Strand? Today it was pretty warm. Uh, the last couple of days, like the beginning of this week, has been pretty breezy and has been very much fall-type weather, though. So it's it's been nice out there. Yeah, it's definitely been nice. Now, a couple of games that we will uh, kind of cover today, and that's going to be more of a 7.30 conversation with David Shelton. We'll talk about that Fort Dorchester-Ashley Ridge game. That's the game that will be on uh, the TV screen. I'll be bringing that to you. Of course, uh, wherever you are, you don't have to be in the low country, man. You can order that thing for fifteen dollars if you got a house of four. Man, you're actually saving money. Not to mention the gas, not to mention the food, not to mention the bathrooms right there. I mean, it's pretty awesome to have that opportunity. Of course, you're a family member at Ashley Ridge or even at Fort. You know, you can uh, send that information to your, your family out and about. Whoever knows where they are. Of course, military folks that went to one of these schools can actually watch it. I mean, I think it's a really neat concept and. I got to be honest with you. This guy Joe that put it together hit a home run, and I think he's going to set a new thing season. But uh, Fort does travel to Ashley Ridge. It's Goose Creek at Berkeley here in the Low Country. That's the game of the week, by the way, for Southern Sports Central. Uh, the winner of that game will control a lot 
on that side of the region. That's a 5A conference, uh, Brandon, and it's a game that, that really honestly, in a season that we can't afford to lose one game, you know you can't drop two games. So Goose Creek will travel to Berkeley. We'll find out what both of these teams have as we get back on the air Monday. You'll talk probably some about these games on Friday morning. But a couple of other games around the low country. It is Cane Bay at Wando. That's a nice stadium. If you've never been to Wando Stadium, it's one of those new state-of-the-art AstroTurf. It is as nice as some colleges that I've called on the air. <laughs> then Stahl at West Ashley. West Ashley with a brand-new coach. They came up from – well, came down from your area. Green C. Floyd's old coach who's won some state championships will be uh, running the, I'd say, uh, system, if you will, over at West Ashley as they welcome in Stahl. And, of course, uh, that coach is uh, over at Stahl to get this thing up and running. As he said, he's got a lot of great, great energy and some dogs that are ready to hunt on a Friday night. Then May River. That's one of those teams down there in the southern part of the low country. They'll be taking on James Island. Now, James Island is a coach that we've had on, Coach McCoy. We've had some May River guys on as well. But James Island, Coach McCoy, it, it, it'll be a lot of fun to wait and watch and see what he does. But uh, you got that game coming up, Collinson County at Bluffton. Bishop England. How about Bishop England is taking on Oceanside? I like that game, too. As much as anticipated to watch the Berkeley and Goose Creek game, I'm eager – just as much to make sure that the Bishop England and Oceanside game is in effect because Oceanside comes up from 2A to 3A. They've got a brand-new head coach over there that we know so well here on Southern Sports Central and Coach Call. What will happen there if a team loses, when the team wins one and the other one loses one, they're chasing. Instead of becoming the chase, they become those being the other side. Now, Philip Simmons at Burke, two programs there that – Definitely looking to start it on the right foot. Woodland at Lake Marion. The boys over at the Wood making a road trip. St. John's at Well Branch. Again, another team down on the southern part of the low country. St. John's is over on John's Island. New coach. We'll see what they have to bring to the table. Cross at Military Magnet. We know oh so much about Cross. They've been on this show on numerous occasions. We'll see if uh, that coach can get it going early. And we'll also find out whether Military Magnet has something to say about it. And then it's Charleston Charter at Baptist Hill. Those are the games that we will be talking to David Shelton here tonight at 730. You want to make sure that you're tuned in, that you're locked in, that you're ready to roll along with the young man that uh, is going to be joining us as well at 8 o'clock to talk about some of the teams down there on the lower end of the low country, and that is Mr. Justin Jarrett. He is with LocoSports.com. Now, there are a couple teams down there in that lower part of the low country, along with some other teams around the state of South Carolina, that they have postponed not only one week, but possibly up to two weeks, Brandon. Any of that conversation happening up on the Grand Strand? Do we have any teams that aren't going to open up right out of the gate in week one? Not that I've seen yet. Fortunately, we haven't had any issues, but one team that originally it looked like it was coming right down to the wire whether or not they were going to get actually fucked out by one of the uh, cancellations because Anor was didn't have a, a team to play for a while until Lakewood, uh, their game against Camden got canceled due to Camden having some COVID issues. 
So Anor and Lakewood are now going to play week one. Now Anor last year wasn't it Anor last year that had a pretty good season? I mean they had a yes, couple of did. wins. They went into the playoffs. Maybe not went the way they thought it was in the playoffs, but Anor is a team. And I'm gonna tell you something. I grew up there on the Grand Strand. I'm very familiar with a lot of the uh, big names. Johnson's a big name up there. There's a couple of other big names up there that are traditionally well-known through the streets of Aner. Now, if you're from that side of town and you're in between Conway and Aner, you call that UCLA, Upper Conway, Lower Aner. And uh, for you guys who don't know, when, of course, uh, anybody ever says they're from UCLA, but they got that southern draw to it, that's where they're coming from, in between the bright lights and the malls of Conway and Tasty Burgers over there at Aner. <laughs> now, other than that, Myrtle Beach, of course, is a team on the Grand Strand that, that you guys, I know, are going to keep your eye on. Uh, you do cover Carolina Force, but, but it, it's a team like Myrtle Beach in 4A. Who is the big dog on the beach? And I'm not talking Sumter. I want to stay on Conway yeah. and towards the beach side. But, but who on 5A is a team that you feel like really honestly is going to be uh, a, a competitive at the end of the year, be it seven games, are going to be – a team to watch out for once the playoffs start. I mean, call, call me a homer all you want, but after seeing how they handled both North Myrtle and Myrtle in the in the scrimmages, Carolina Forest is going to be a tough out, no matter who they're playing. They have the the guys that that are going to be able to do some real damage in Region Six. Now, of course, we are live with uh, one of our own, Brandon Biscobing. He joined the family about three weeks ago. He's had two shows. He's got another one, by the way, on Friday morning. Every Friday morning, you drive into work. You want to get some five-star sports radio. You want to call in and join. You want to listen to great interviews. You don't have to go anywhere. It's right here on Southern Sports Central on the network, right there with Sports Unlimited's own Brandon Biscobing. Of course, uh, Brandon, now, you lost a quarterback there. Man, it was kind of like Georgia for a minute. And we're talking college <laughs> to high school. But Georgia had a quarterback forever, man. It was like they had, like, 20-year quarterbacks. You guys had Garcia. Now, I'm very familiar with Garcia for multiple reasons. But one of those reasons was because of my previous life was what I did in radio with the team before. And it seemed like every time we played Carolina Force, here comes this little guy named Garcia. And he had just as much energy as that Garcia named Steven Garcia on a Saturday night against Alabama, you remember when they upset the tie, mm-hmm. he's had that same energy right there with the Panthers. Now he's got some receivers that he's had to throw to. He's had a running back that he was able to hand it to. Big defensive line helping him on the other side of the ball. Offensive line, those guys were, were blocking for him. But who is the new chief? Who is the new QB1 over there that's going to be taking over and filling in some amazing, massively large shoes coming up this year? That is going to be former wide receiver previous to moving over to the quarterback spot. He will be taking the helm this year. That is Kyle Watkins. Wow. Now, of course, uh, did you guys kind of see that? I mean, I would imagine because I know how intense you are and how engaged you are. Did you see that kind of coming up once everything started kind of going the way it went? And, And, of course, they started nailing down the whole who's going to be. Was there a, was there ever a conversation, I guess is the word I'm looking for, when uh, the word came out that, all right, we got to put a quarterback together and we, we got to figure this thing out quick. Did they know going into the end of the season that he was going to be the next man up? Yeah, they kind of knew that, you know, he he's the next big – he's the next guy up. He's going to be our next quarterback. It was, it's a lot like what happened 
at Myrtle Beach with Luke Doty, where he was right. a wide receiver. He was a wide receiver because uh, who was it? I'm drawing a blank on, on who was there before him. Uh, I know he also went D1 as well. But, uh, right. you know, when. Was it Everett Golson? Or is that, is that, is that no. too far back? Everett Golson. That, that's far too far back. back. Showing my uh, age a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I, I know I have it uh, on my notes somewhere. Let me let me find it real quick. Uh, now, when you, while you're looking that up, uh, you know the thing I'm going to tell you about Myrtle Beach, and again, you know, is the factor that they continue to find these young athletes continue to not only step up and play the game, they're ready. I mean, it's almost as if it starts, and I believe this to be true, and I think that I I, I do tip my cap to the South Carolina Youth Football Association who we're a part of in the youth program, they have learned that now they are the feeder program. They are Mm -hmm. the beginning step to winning a state championship on Friday nights. I think Myrtle Beach has been ahead of this mark a long time. Growing up there in Surfside, knowing what's going on at those fields around that same complex right up there where uh, all those Seahawks pack in the stadiums on Friday nights, but there's all those fields around that stadium there that continue just getting better getting better but I think again it, it starts with they run that same scheme at seven well heck by the time they're 17 Brandon they're they're, they're legends yeah. already because they already know this thing as if they've been doing it well and they have all their life yeah yeah that that youth program here in Myrtle Beach is just absolutely dominant and and it's not just you know Myrtle Beach is the one that's probably reaping the most reward out of it but even Carolina right. Forest and and Sacristy and to a lesser extent St. James and Conway, there you know and this there is that competition because there's so much there's so much crossover even if you go up into North Myrtle and like as you go into the lower end of North Myrtle the the kids have choices they can choose where they want to go. So there is, you know, while it's technically not, you know, officially allowed, there is that competition for the top middle school players of the, these high school coaches are saying, okay, we need to, we need to get him on to, uh, to come to, to Myrtle beach or to come to Carolina forest. Right. Yeah. And, and I agree and with you. I mean, that's the thing. And you see that growth happening with just communications. I mean, let me ask you this, because I'm not up there as much as I probably should be with my mom and dad still up there on the Grand Strand. My sister's still living up there, my brother-in-law, and, and multiple young, you know, uh, I'd say athletes that are there that I played with their folks, right? But, mm-hmm. but what is it about Myrtle Beach there? Because it, it, it seems head and shoulders. Even though they're 4A football, they're looked upon all of those on the Grand Strand as a 5A powerhouse, even though they play 4A in, in the course and classification. Uh, one, one quest or one answer and one word facilities. Just look at Doug Shaw stadium as compared to any other stadium in, in the area, that stadium, it, it puts some, you know, lower end college stadiums to shame. So that right there and, and the turf on it, the facilities that they have, that's, that's what does it. Yeah. Well, I got to be honest with you, man. It is, uh, it's, it's a stadium that I've played in on multiple different levels and multiple different nights. And, uh, you know, with adding that turf, uh, you know, yeah. definitely helped them out in multiple ways. And being a part of the, 
the city, if I'm not mistaken. That's a city field, even though it's where they play, it's still ran by the city. Is that correct? Yeah, it's ran by the city. They even have the city of Myrtle Beach logos in the spots where, you know, in college stadiums you would have the conference logo on the thir- – either I forget if it's a 35 or 25, but uh, along the sidelines. Uh, so you have, you right. know, that. And, you know, there's – like you said, because it's a city field, it's not just Myrtle Beach High School that's using it. Uh, the post-grad school uses it as well. Uh, I'm. I think some of the middle schools and and some. Of, I, I know they have youth uh, games over there, and and even on the high school level, a lot of the, you know, if there's any uh, showcase game or any showcase event that wants to come into the Grand Strand, that's where they're going. Right. Well, I got to be honest with you, man. It is. Uh, it's an impressive facility. It's by the way, north south. The high school all-star game that plays the upper state versus the lower state, that's a facility where they've played that for so many years. Yep. Of course, this year it's canceled. There is some news coming out, maybe hearing it tonight. We'll see. Where I know that there are a couple of companies that have gotten together early for multiple reasons, and now you're going to start seeing some of that growth take shape in the streets. Earlier was it yesterday. It was the – the, the rankings came out for the high school, all of those classifications, 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A. Quickly, we'll go down some of this, and we'll probably get into some of this throughout tonight. But in 5A football, why not put the number one team that continues to win state championships at the beginning of that ranking? That is Dutch Fork. Coach Knox's boys right back where they started and where they ended and where they've been for quite some time. We'll find out whether any of these other teams have anything for them. Coming in at number two, it is Dorman, who finished second last year to that team, Dutch Fork, in a clutch catch by, of course, uh, a young man, Mr. Jalen, in the corner. It almost looked like Garcia to Alshon Jeffries. The money play was in hand, and it was a very interesting game from the time it kicked off to the four quarters played and the zeros hit it. And Dutch Fork wins another state championship. So, Dorman, number two, it's Gaffney. How about Gaffney coming up at number four? Dorchester, the Patriots, with a very good defense and very impressive offense. We'll see if they have anything for that Dutch Fork later in the year. But first, they got to get through, of course, the season. But I feel pretty good. Fort looks pretty good. Burns at number five, the Rebels. Which we had Cole Bryson in here with us on Monday night. He is the voice of the Rebels. He feels pretty good about them as well. We'll see what's going to happen there. Sumter, the Gamecocks over there, of course, uh, in between Columbia and Florence. They'll come in at number six. Number seven, Spring Valley. How about the Valley catching up in the top ten? We'll see what the uh, the Vikings can do this year. Coming in at number eight, Goose Creek down in the low country. After losing a quarterback, a receiver, and a few others, they reload in certain positions. We'll see if it's enough for them to contend for a state championship. T.L. Hanna, a special season for T.L. Hanna. Why is that? Well, they lost that man that has been on the sidelines and in the town for many years, and that's radio. I'm imagining that they're going to do some very special things in remembering a man who is an icon for not only T.L. Hanna, but for all of high school Friday night football and most definitely here on Southern Sports Central. River Bluff showing up at number 10. That'll round out the top 10 in, of course, uh, 5A football. 
Now we're going to go all the way to 4A football where you'll see Myrtle Beach. We just talked about the Seahawks. They're sitting there at number one. South Point at number two. Hartsville number three. Greenville. Now I got an asterisk by Greenville because I feel pretty good that that coach has put some things together, and I cannot wait to see if those dogs can hunt every Friday night. They got some guys over there. We'll see what they can do. Of course, AC Flores sitting there at number five. Greenwood at number six. Number seven is Wilson. Greer at number eight. North Myrtle Beach up there on the Grand Strand hanging out. The Chiefs at number nine. And Lawrence at number 10. And we're going to keep it moving here as we'll now move over to 3A football. Why not? Dylan. We had, of course, one of their dogs in here on Monday night as well. They're at number one with Wren. Now, Wren wins 4A state championships. They go down to 3A, and they're rewarded the number two spot in that. Well, Chapman at number three. Daniel at number four. Camden at number five. Chester, number six. Belton, Honeypath at number seven. And uh, Brooklyn Casey at number eight. Union County at number nine. Tied right there. Excuse me, at number nine. And a tie for this is going to be Strong Thurman and Oceanside. Then we're going to head down there, of course, to uh, to the two-way brackets. Now, two-way, of course, uh, is Abbeville and Barnwell. Great collegiate. And number – come at number five is Saluda. How about Saluda? Now, Saluda won the 2A last year. They lost a lot of athletes. They will slide all the way down to uh, that fifth position. It's Timberland at number six. Sherrall at number seven. Number eight is Chesney. Number nine is Central. And Andrews, the Yellow Jackets, looking to sting some people along the way. We'll see what they can do as they hang out there in the final spot. Today is going to be Green C. Floyd. We just mentioned their coaches now up here or down here in Charleston at West Ashley, so they'll have a new coach running the program, but they start at the top, and they are the number one team in Class A. Lamar at number two. RSM sitting there at number three. Southside Christian at number four. Lakeview at number five. Wagner Sally at number six. How about this one? Coach Schmidt's boys are over there at number seven. They're only going to play a region schedule, so it's going to probably be a five-game schedule. So, again, those are the games that – they're going to count towards playoffs. Not saying the other games don't count, but when it comes to seeding these teams in the playoffs, it's the top two at each region. So he said, I'm just going to focus on my region. Bamberg Earhart is going to hang out at number eight, while Well Branch down on the south end of town is number nine. And McCormick, there, McCormick hanging out in the top ten, man. So a good list of a lot of athletes, a lot of great teams. And there's a couple teams, Brandon, that probably are in the top ten that you're wondering maybe. Just maybe they're the team. Maybe there might be a team outside the top ten that you're wondering, hmm, why aren't they in the top ten, man? <laughs> Any surprises for you? Um, I don't really know if I would necessarily say big surprises. Um, a lot of the teams that are in the top ten, I'm 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 not all that surprised that they're in there. Uh, you know, obviously. After seeing what they did, I think Carolina Forest could get in the top ten, and they would be deserving of that spot. Um, kind of funny, you know. Last year, Carolina Forest beat River Bluff in the in I think it was the quarterfinals, if I remember correctly, uh, in the playoffs. And yet, their River Bluff is ranked higher than Carolina Forest this season uh, in the polls. Obviously, you know fun thing to do but then once you get on the field and see what teams are really made of then those polls change very quickly 
but, you know, yeah, a lot of these teams, especially on top, are are teams that uh, are definitely compet- are contenders for that uh, for their championships and their respective uh, classifications. You know, one thing that what one thing that isn't really all that surprising uh, to see. You know, if you know the area and you you know how strong that region is, six out of the set, or excuse me, five out of the seven teams in Region Six in 4A are in the are either in the poll or receiving votes, which is just crazy. Considering, you know, I mean, first off, it's crazy to think that they have seven teams in the region. I know there are a few that have eight, but that the majority of the teams are are either in the poll or receiving votes because West Lawrence is also receiving votes is just right. it just shows how powerful that region is. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of these regions that are loaded throughout. There's a few loaded at the top. There's uh you know it, it definitely is going to make it an interesting deal because uh when you think about it uh, for these teams who may not have quite the challenge through the season, we'll think of it kind of like Power 5 football, right? Maybe their schedule's a little bit easier. I'm not going to call any conferences out here. Comparatively to another conference who's only playing a conference-only schedule, even the weaker guys are still pretty competitive on the schedule. To me, that is the story that uh, is going to be very interesting. Not a playoff team. That There's not a team that's going to be able to play in. Usually there's there's that, that that one team that gets that wild card, if you will, in high school mm-hmm. football. I don't think that's the case from my understanding this year. It's the first two in, and the rest of everybody else is out. So we'll wait and yep. see kind of how that works itself out. we got to take a break, Brandon. It is 6.30. It's time here in just a few to check in with uh, one of those uh, guests that are coming on. That is Miss V from the South Carolina High School Blitz. Before we do that, I believe I'm going to head over here on the board and see who just called in on the 843. We say afternoon and welcome to Southern Sports Central. Who's on? Hey, it's Trayvon Johnson. Hey, what's up, Mr. Johnson? How's life, buddy? It's going good. Miss V told me to call in at 630. 630? So let's do this. Well, that, hey, that, well, that's a perfect fit, brother, because here she comes right out of break. So I'm going to put you back on hold. Ms. V just joined us. So as soon as we come out of break, Mr. Johnson, we're coming to you. We're coming to Ms. V, and we're coming to the best segment at this point coming up on the show, buddy. Hang tight, all right? Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look at Ms. V putting in the work, and she ain't even on the show yet, but she's coming. Don't go anywhere. Some Southern Sports Central heading your way next right here in the Southern Sports Central Network studio, guys. We'll be right back. Valley, you 
like a rock star Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car Got no stress, I've been through all that I'm like a Marlboro man, so I keep on back Wish I could roll on back to that old town Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I'm alongside Brandon Bisco Bing to some extent. We're covering the coast from Myrtle Beach down to Charleston, and now we make our way with Miss V, as she is not only part of the Southern Sports Central Network team, she's also part of her own show that you can hear right here tomorrow night. It is, without doubt, the South Carolina High School Blitz radio show from 6 to 9. She'll be hosting it right here. She took last week off so that she can bring you a solid show tomorrow night. Miss V. What's happening up there in the capital city? How's the weather? I just, I don't know if you guys were able to see it, but it was a beautiful sunrise. <laughs> and it's been a great weather, um, and it is football week, and I am so, so excited. I don't know about you guys, but I am so excited. I'm so excited. I get goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it. I'm just, I'm just ready. Who is that guy? I, I'm trying to, and, and, I, and I'm trying to remember the comedian. He's he's really he's the shorter guy. He's very funny, very entertaining. But he has that comedy skit where he talks about so excited. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that's why I get that, it. All I can hear is him saying so excited. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Richie. I, I'm sure Richie yeah. can attest to this. Uh, we're excited, but also we're running around like crazy because we're getting prepped for our games this week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I want to do this, and look at there, and I just bragged about you because you hadn't even come on the show yet, and we got a young man, he's a baller, he's class of 22, doing what they do. We talked about Dylan, by the way, they're ranked number one in the uh, preseason. They don't care about that. Those dudes want to be ranked number one at the end of the season. So uh, That's right. I'm going to bring in Mr. Jacobs. What's up, Trayvon? I'm going to let you hang out with Miss V for a little while, buddy. How's life and Dylan, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing Hey Trayvon, it's Miss V. How you doing? Hey Miss V, how are you? I'm doing well. I am. I am well. Are you ready for the game? Oh yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm excited for the game. Good, good, good. So this is what this is what um, I wanted to say uh, to you, Trayvon. Um, well, not just to you, but to our radio listeners. Uh, I got it a inbox from Trayvon, I believe it was last week, early in the morning. So he must have been, like, on his way to school, rather that be in the living room or actual school. I don't know. But uh, this is kind of like, it just is like my feel-good note of the day, I guess, of the week. Um, And it just kind of horns on to why we do what we do. And Trayvon uh, sent me, and I know this is probably going to be embarrassing for you, but 
that's what we moms do. We embarrass our kids. And since I've received that, that's what you have become to me is one of my kids. So um, with that in mind, yes, you will be getting embarrassed on tonight. But he sent me this inbox message, and he just wanted me to know who he was. He says, look, you know, I didn't start out well, but I am doing everything that I can right now to turn things around so that he can have the most uh, explosive year that he's ever had. And he says, I'm getting my grades right. I'm I'm doing what I'm trying to get faster. And, um, yes, I've had some setbacks, but he's not letting that hold him back. And um, so he's just ready for the school year to start just so that he can put all of this, this strong faith that he has in the practice. And one of my things that I love to say is strong faith, you know, strong finish. And, Trayvon, I just wanted you to know that that really touched my heart, and I am rooting for you. Rather you know it or not, you're in my prayers every night. And because of it, I know that you're going to have an outstanding year, both in the classroom and on the field. So I just wanted you to know personally from me how much that meant to me that you reached out, and I am looking forward to a fantastic season from you. So, Go forth, do what you say you're going to do, because now I'm going to be checking. As you know, I'm from the PD. I'm from Dillon County. I'm from Ladder. And I know people in Dillon, in the school system. <laughs> so I will be checking on you. All right? Yes, ma'am. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Well, good. And that's all I wanted. I just wanted you to know that, and I wanted the radio listeners to know it, too, because it's not about how you start. It's how you finish, right? Yes, ma'am. Always. That's right. It's about how how you finish. And I'm just proud of you, and I'm looking forward to great things from you, darling. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything you want to say before I let you go? Um, No, ma'am, not really. Okay. All right, well, you go and hit those books and get ready for the rest of the week because you got a big game coming up. So um, I don't want to be to blame for that. So you go ahead, have a great <laughs> evening, and thank you for calling in. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, too. All right. Again, All right. y'all, that was Trayvon Johnson from, from Dillon. He's a middle and middle and outside linebacker, and, um, yeah, he's a, he, he's a great kid. He's a great kid. You know, the, the fact must be that he took ownership in that. To me, that yeah. right there is the maturity that he needed. That's yeah. my friend, young man. That's the best thing that you could have done yeah. to, for me personally, Ms. V, Brandon, and everybody else on this network, and I can say Mr. Brown on his behalf as well. Ownership, man, that's the first step in positive yeah. traction, brother. And now, yeah, now you can begin that growth. You can take all that exactly. old dirt. You can bring in some new dirt, and you can start growing from right at that moment. Whenever you send that out, it's like a prayer. When you send the prayer yeah. out, man, the changes start beginning, brother, and I can't wait. You're number one today on the chart, but you want to be number one in about 14 weeks from now when exactly. there's a championship in that football league over there. I can't wait, man. Hey, look, Dylan is known for balling, Missy. You and I know that. We yeah. both grew up yeah. right up there in that PD, you know, uh, Grand Strand PD area. Watch mm-hmm. you count 15, mm-hmm. watch you count 13. 
We didn't have that yep. new channel. They got some new channel up there now. I don't know much about it. But I do know mm. there's been a lot of big dogs coming out of that house over there with Jackie Hayes, and they expect it. I can't wait to see what he puts on this field this year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nice. going to be nice. going to be nice. Well, let me ask you, Ms. B. There is football all around the state. And I get the high school blitz, Southern Sports Central, Sports Unlimited. I mean, you name it, we're all watching them. But you're in mm-hmm. Columbia. And the cool part about what we do here on Southern Sports Central, the network, and Southern Sports Central, the show, is that tonight alone we're covering the triangle. We've got the low country, we've got the Grand Strand, and we got Columbia. Now, we uh-huh. can reach our arms out and touch Mr. Brown. He's in the upstate, so we cover the whole state. And I think that's something right off the rip that's the coolest thing ever. It is. And for me, having you, in the lo- having you right there in Capital City, and I saw in 5A football – that Viking team, Spring Valley, right? They mm-hmm. are in the top ten. That it, it, no disrespect to Spring Valley, but it caught me off guard when I saw them in the top ten. They haven't been in five A football that long, and I don't know if no, they're part but... of the new roll in coming into five A football. But there's there's some big dogs. Perry Parks has got his dogs or his horses, I should say, ready to run. The Vikings are ready to hunt. Who in the middle of the state in Columbia on Friday night, other than Dutch Fork? Let's give Dutch Fork the night off because I know we already know what they do. <laughs> but that, 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 that Hyatt train ain't done running because there's a young buck coming up. But we'll talk about them before That's we go. True. But who else That's around true. that lower, uh, that, that part could do something this year? Yeah. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to seeing the um, Blackwood Bengals this year. Uh, that's who, if we have, we've already talked about Spring Valley, um, and just so you know, Spring Valley has been a you know a great school in uh, in football for quite some time. Um, they've had some struggles here and there, but as a whole, they're a good team. They've always had a really good team. So, um, um, Robin Bacon, those over there, he's got those guys um, doing the right thing. Um, but Blackwood, I am looking forward to seeing the three C's. Three C's, that's Chase Smith, that's Chancellor Lawrence, and the third one is Chad Ishmael. I'm waiting to see mm-hmm. what those guys are going to do uh, this season. I've gotten to know them uh, a little bit more this year, and um, I'm just excited to see you know, the guy, the man, the boy, the young student athlete that I've learned who he is as a person to now see more of him, you know, in person. And so I'm really excited about it. Um, the other thing that, that uh, gets me excited about seeing Blackwood is because uh, Chancellor told me that they, at one time they had seven sets of twins on the team. This year oh, wow. there's four sets of twins on the team. So I don't know how you operate like that, but um, my goal is to try to find them on, you know, find them um, that night. I want to see Blackwood and North Augusta. That's what, that's the game I want to see. And uh, one of the reasons I want to see them, obviously, is for Blackwood being the middle girl here that I am and my three C's. Uh, But there is a guy that I have been looking at recently that has, you know, has, Kind of turned my head, and he's from North Augusta. It's Austin Harrell. I think I think that's the way he said his last name. Austin Harrell, right. North uh, North Augusta, and he's the quarterback. I looked at some of his huddle film, and 
I'm not in the North Augusta area, so, you know, um, and I don't hear from them much, you know, not to me, uh, kids or whatever, but sure. I was able to conversate with him on Twitter, and I looked at his cuddle video, and I was like, dude, where have you been hiding? And he's not been hiding. <laughs> and it just lets us know how many great players we have in the state that are still, like, unknown to the masses. I mean, you keep peeling back and peeling back, and you find something new. And he is what I found new um, in, in reference to quarterbacks. I thought I saw some great guys and no, you know, not to knock or take anything from them. But uh, this Austin Harold kid, y'all hear me right here. I'm saying it today, September 23rd. Keep your eye on Austin Harold from North Augusta. The kid is a baller. The kid is a baller. Mm. Really is. Now you guys know Tim is a big time uh, listener whose son is one of the kickers down there at North Augusta. I'm sure he's out of his shoes right now. I'm can't believe uh, my, my, my I'm surprised my my uh, my handles hadn't gone crazy and my my phone hadn't gone off. But Tim going, look at y'all <laughs> giving us some love down here on this side of the world because they're down there in Aiken area, man. And, and there are certain areas, Miss V, that that I, you and I talk about that we're working on getting more exposure. Beaufort County mm-hmm. down in that area. Uh, that mm-hmm. Aiken County down in that area because they are kind of down in that no man's land. And I feel bad yeah. for because they got dudes all over the field. I mean, heck, I found out today because of my connection to uh, one of the mentors out there in Buford, they got a 14-year-old kid. This kid is six – I always say 600 pounds. He's right at 300 pounds. At 14, wow. I don't know what's in the water over there in Buford growing them as big as they are. What's in the water up there in Columbia where these guys have got like seven different twins I don't want none of that water, by the way. I will take the water down. No, me either. I had to travel. I had to travel down there three times in four or five days uh, at the beginning of the year for playoffs or basketball. So I know that area oh, wow. very well. Yeah, yeah, first to first to Hilton Head, then to Bluff or not to Bluff, yeah, to Bluffton, and then uh, and then to uh, North Augusta. Actually, four times in five days. Wow. That's why they pay you the big bucks over there, buddy. Now, let me ask you this, Miss <laughs> V. When you look at Ridgeview, Harry uh-huh. Parks, welcome to 5A football, but you're going to open up on the yeah. 25th against Northwestern on Friday night. Yeah. What is your expectations? And, and, and tell me, were you able to get some ideas of what Coach Parks, and they got some dogs. We've had them on this show. You and I have gotten to know mm-hmm. them in all these camps that we've been to. And I can't wait mm-hmm. to watch those guys like, you know, Gaines and all those guys do what they do. But what do you expect out of that Northwestern Ridgeview game? And, and what did Ridgeview show you when they played that of Dutch Fork in the scrimmage last weekend? Well, I think um, Northwestern is going to be surprised. Um, and I think that with Ridgeview moving up to the 5A, it's going to add new flavor to that division. It's going to up everybody's game um, because, you know, they were, you know, obviously good in the 4A, but moving up to the 5A, you know, you're only as good as your challenge. You know what I mean? And so it's just going to raise everybody's game, and I think it's going to be good. And if it's any indication, I mean, they I've seen better out of Ridgeview than the scrimmage against Dutch Fort, but all the pieces were there. 
all the pieces were there, and um, I think that this Northwestern team is going to be surprised. I think they are. We're live right now with Miss V. Of course, you can hear her right here tomorrow night on the network, Southern Sports Central Network, rolling live tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. She's got that show rolling, the South Carolina High School Blitz radio show. It is another opportunity for uh, you athletes, along with coaches and fans, to get to know each other just a little bit better. What we do here on the network is bring us all together. It's always Thanksgiving when their lights on green. Of course, that would be red in radio world, but uh, we're excited to have her here with us tonight to talk to you a little bit about what's happening on the state capitol of South Carolina where uh, some big games are happening. Now, look at 4A real quick because I don't, I don't want to get into uh, the, the top of the uh, next hour with our other guests coming in, Ms. B, but who else in 4A, 3A, and, and across the Midlands there, who are you looking forward to watching other than the teams we just talked about? Well, um, what I am I'm also uh, ready to see is probably when you think about football, you don't really um, – that's not the first school that comes to mind. Um, they're more, from what I've seen, been most uh, successful in, in in basketball. But I'm anxious to see what Lower Richland High School football is going to look like this year under the new leadership of uh, Coach Marlin. I think it's Coach Marlin Taylor, I believe it is. Um, right. He's a former uh, coach under uh, Dutch Fort. And he is going to be heading the team over there at Lower Richland High School uh, this year. And you'll hear more about that on tomorrow night because he will be on the show with me tomorrow night. And we'll find out more about what his vision is for this new era in football for Lower Richland High School. So that's going to be a very interesting um, first year for him. And uh, I, I think there's going to be some big, uh, some big good some big and good things coming out of that way. So I'm excited to see that. Look at there, giving you a little tease, if we will, a little bit look at the menu for tomorrow night and who's on it. She's already got a coach, and I can promise you a few good players. And here comes that coaching tree of Coach Knox is spreading out to a basketball school. And, uh, of course, uh, they'll open up against Chapin there on the 25th, Fairfield Central on the 2nd, going into next month, October 9th. It's Chester and then uh, Mid-Carolina, I believe is who it is there, at Keenan, AC Flora, and then at Ridgeview. Oh, Perry Parks, watch out, buddy. We've got something <laughs> coming that way for you. Uh, you know, I look forward to your show. Uh, as I have the opportunity, I know last week you were out, but thank God you're, you're doing well. You sound great. I've had a chance to talk to you multiple times since uh, that broadcast. Eugene did a great job, stepped up, brought in a, uh, a young man who was uh, a core. He's one of uh, the many – Big-time nice names there. Willie Corn's younger brother came in and, and, and stepped up. Carolina shot a clear. And then uh, I got to say, man, I think because he came on your show, they ended up picking up that win on Friday night. I mean, it all kind of goes together. But he gave in some, some, great, some, some great knowledge on, on what young athletes need to do. But then we had a lot of young athletes in that 22 class come on. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the vision of, of what you and Ken Brown, I know it, Others in our family here know it, but but those listen maybe it's for the first time. What do you guys hope to, uh, I guess, uncover uh, when you do your shows on Thursday night right here on the network? Well, um, what we want to uncover is just uh, what we were talking about earlier about those untapped 
uh, markets, if you will, or, or pockets of uh, players that we don't get to see on, you know, you don't see much on social media or you don't hear, you know, talking about getting the big offers or, you know, the um, anything about any big standouts. And it's not that they're not there because they are. It's just that they just hadn't been untapped, you know. So we want to bring some exposure, you know, shine a light on more of those players um, that are coming out of those areas. So when we open up the airway for those kids to call in, it allows us to go into their camp. Um, so it brings a, an awareness of who they are and where they are. And it just makes you go to first makes you go because the first thing I do is go straight to their Twitter, go straight to their social media to kind of get a sense of who the kid is before I even look at their huddle. I flip through their social media before I even look at their huddle, um, just to get a sense of who they are and um, if that passes the muster in with me. Not that I'm any coach or recruiter, but you know. Then I look at the huddle. If I'm turned off by the social media, I don't even look at the huddle. But um, that's what we want to do is is allow that platform for those kids to sell themselves under these unprecedented times, um, give them that practice to be on the air and be interviewed so that they're not like a deer in headlights when that moment comes and someone puts a mic in front of their face at the end of a game because they had this great catch or made this great stop or, you know, any of those those things we want them to be polished when they're out there representing their school because ultimately they're representing South Carolina. So we want to allow them as many opportunities as they can to, one, showcase and to their own horn, and, two, give them the chance to um, to talk and to elevate their public speaking and, and, and those sorts of things so that they are ready when that green light comes on. So hopefully, you know, we'll continue to get those guys calling in. We'll continue to do interviews with them, whether it's on the radio or on Zoom, um, just to allow them to say, hey, I'm here. I'm I'm way out in the boondocks, but I'm here, and I've got something to show. I've got something you guys want to look at. Um, and that's going to attract not just people here, but hopefully people around the state, around the country, um, so that those can, they can bring back spotlight to their area yeah we're live right now with miss v she is a host of her own show right here on the network southern sports central network rolling live tomorrow night at six o'clock for three solid hours and a ton of guests all throughout those three hours and topics that you don't want to miss and that is the south carolina high school blitz sports show you can hear it live right here on the network every thursday night miss v cleaning up the studio and taking names Throughout the broadcast, and don't think for one minute, Brandon, she ain't listening to you on Friday mornings, buddy. Oh, she's there. Mama Bear is always watching. They say Big Brother. I ain't worried about Big Brother. It's Mama that I'm worried about. And trust me, she's watching. Keep it together over there, buddy. Miss V, yeah. it's a big deal for us to do what we do, to help what we do. And I said this to somebody the other day. As an athlete, I thought I'd be playing sports forever. Well, that aspiration date checked out because of an injury and a few other things. And God said, let me tell you something, young man. It's your plan. That's fine. But it's the vision I got for you. It's a lot greater than any plan you could ever imagine. And that plan, even though it may not have went the way I thought it was going to go, and we said this on many broadcasts, but you and I crossed paths 
almost a year ago, not even knowing that here we were going to be as close as we are, building this mm-hmm. family the way we are, and just kind mm-hmm. of talk a little bit about how the good Lord is working in so many ways right here, right there, and everywhere. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm definitely one of those that don't believe that there's a such thing as coincidence. I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that you're in a place where you are at a certain time for a certain reason, whether it's the people around you um, that are there, the circumstance that are there, that is there, or what have you. Um, God has a purpose and a plan for all of us. We don't know what that is. We just need to be obedient and just to live out where we are, be present in the moment, in every moment, because there's something in every moment that you're supposed to get. And so I'm just happy that, you know, things just came around the way they did. And, and you know, knowing that, you know, just, just the way God provided it, you know, he, he provides in strange ways. He sends strange people to you. Like, he sent you. You're a strange person. But he sent you, <laughs> you know, into my life. And it's just, it's been, you know, it, it, it's been a blessing. It really has. And it's, it's like everything is coming full circle. And, um, and I know that it's just the work of God. I mean, his hand is working and it's moving even when you don't, you don't see it moving. So, um, and I'm not going to get up here and start preaching to you guys, but that's just what I believe. And I'm just going with it. You know, I pray and I say, okay, Lord, show me what you want me to do in this moment as you're bringing forth the, you know, Southern Sports Center. How, how is this going to magnify you in this? What am I supposed to do with this tool, this, this platform that you are making available? You know, who, you know, I know I love kids and I love helping kids and, you know, all that, but, you know, I'm not the coach or recruiter or anything like that. I just know what I know. I know what I like, mm. you know. Um, God's giving me the, the, I think he's giving me the spirit of discernment. So I, I know a good kid when I see one. I can spot out BS when I hear it, you know. Mm. And and I, I know Wayne when I see it. But at the same time, I know that even in, in even in the things that we cut fall short, you know, God's still there, and He can He can bless in there, you know. Right. Um, and so, just like with the little guy, you know, um, Trayvon Johnson, he had two bad years where you know I don't know what happened in his life and it didn't go well, but you know he 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 said you know I did wrong, I messed up. I had some terrible couple of years, but I'm owning it and I'm claiming it. You know, that's his repentance. And when he owned that, God so opened up the windows of heaven and poured him out of blessing. So he's about to blow up because he's been obedient to the word of God. See, I told y'all I wasn't going to preach. Come on now. Look at that. There we go. Hey, it's Wednesday night. I don't know Come about you, but we have a service over here, Brandon. Go ahead and pass that plate around and let's have a little bit of that. Good time conversation here on Southern Sports Central, guys. I got to tell you something. We don't run from it. We don't hide from it. We don't deny it. The spirit is alive and well right here on this network and on every show that comes through the airwaves right here on Southern Sports Central. That's just part of it. That's what we do. That's why we do what we do. You know, again, I I, I echo this enough. We all have other jobs other than what we do here on this network, and I make that a priority because I don't want anybody doing what they do here on this show relying on a financial gain from these young men and women that we try to help any way we can. And that's just yeah. one of the many things that myself, 
Miss V, Brandon, Everett Sands, Eugene Benton, of course, uh, Mr. Brown, and everybody who's connected with us. That's the way we move. That's why we partner with the guys that do the strength and conditioning over at EP Training. That's why we work out with the guys over at Infinity Football and, of course, Carolina Experience. We are very close to everybody in our circle, and we are very cautious to ensure this circle is not just tight, but it's right, and we will continue to get better every night. That being said, Ms. V, before I get you out of here, give us a rundown tomorrow night. Anything that we need to know before we get you out? Tomorrow night. Well, first of all, before I even do that, I want to send a shout-out to Damon Lewis. Call him Jay Lewis over at Eastside High School. I just want to let you know that I'm praying for a speedy recovery for you, and I'm thinking about you and praying for you, and um, I know all is going to be well. Now, for tomorrow night, we will make it senior night tomorrow night. We will have a uh, time set aside for our seniors, that's class of 2021, to call in. Tell us about what you uh, are expecting from your big season this year. What are you going to bring to the table this year that you didn't do last year? Uh, How has COVID-19 strengthened you? Um, or strengthen your resolve, if you will, for just going out and balling out in your senior year. And then I also give you a chance to just, just thank those people that have encouraged you and helped you along the way. Because you, you probably won't get another platform to thank those people. And it's important that, you know, you give honor what honor is due. So we're going to allow them to do that on, on tomorrow. We're going to make it, you know, salute to seniors. It's going to be a seniors night that you call in. And uh, and give you a couple minutes to to um, tell us about how what this last season means to you. So it's it's going to be a great. We're going to got a couple guests. Like I said, one guest is Coach Marlon Taylor, who is our head coach over at Lower Richland High School. He's going to come on, and um, but there'll be more uh, information about that um, later on to, on tomorrow. But uh, it's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to talking to all these young guys and and um, just seeing listening to the people they want to honor. So it's going to be great So everybody's got to tune in. Epic show, epic host, and epic three solid hours of uh, high school football on a Thursday night when the JV squads will be kicking off. B-team squads are kicking off. There's a few B-team games tonight, by the way. I think Stratford and Somerville already kicked off over there at Stratford. We wish all of our coaches and all of our players and the trainers, we wish you the best of luck, a great season, as we are on the eve of many but we are on the cuff of much greatness. And, Miss V, get some rest. Tonight is not your night, but tomorrow night it's all about you. So we'll do three solid hours. We'll put it out on the broadcast right after this. We'll tweet it out. You'll tweet it out. And, of course, you'll uh, be ready to bring it. I can't wait. Thank you, Miss V. Thank you. It's all about these young guys. I'm just a, I'm just a pilot, but it's all about them and let them mm. do their thing. All right, y'all have a good Amen. night. Good rest of the show. There you go, the first lady of the South Carolina High School Blitz and Southern Sports Central. That's Miss V doing what she does. She brought a little bit of good word along with a lot of good conversation, and we can't wait for tomorrow night. Brandon, cue up the band. It's the top of the hour. We're a little bit behind. Coming up next is going to be Patrick Shuck, known as P. Shuck, with Sirius XM College Sports coming out of the break, guys. Don't go anywhere. More right after this.
Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richie Alban, Brandon Disco Bing. He's on the Grand Strand, and I'm down here in the Low Country in Charleston. We're bringing you the second hour, and I got that music feed just right because busting through the walls is T-Shuck. He's the man, the myth, and the legend over at Series XM College Sports. He does a lot of producing, and my man has given us a few minutes here tonight. What's up, big man? You glad for some uh, college football, ESPN? Of course, going to have some uh, SEC along with CBS. And I heard well. First, I heard the 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 greatest two of the greatest songs probably ever written by the hands of man. The SEC on CBS theme song, which is hands down by far, and it's not even close, the greatest theme song for any sporting event ever. Maybe you could possibly in the silver medal position is the master scene. I'm not a golf guy. Right. Or the NBA on NBC theme, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the bronze position. But <laughs> when you get that, like if you don't have, if you don't have, like the hair don't stand up on your arms, you may be dead, or a communist. I'm not sure which one you are, but, but you're probably both. At least dead inside. Maybe. I love it, man. Pizza coming in in style as always with the salt coal entrance and a huge. Huge conversation in the next few minutes here. Man, i got to be honest. I am looking forward to it. Now, I am a little surprised by the CBS Game of the Week. And let's jump right into it since you brought up CBS, the noise, the song, the band struck out just for you and me, and, of course, Brandon. But is the Game of the Week, and I want you to touch on that because I know you guys have been covering it over there on Sears XM, but is that the Game of the Week to you, or do you not think that South Carolina-Tennessee holds a little bit more of a these two teams have got to win and really can't afford to lose type of thing? Well, I think that uh, I feel like CBS felt like they had to open with the defending national champions. Right. Now, is that game going to be as close as South Carolina, Tennessee? We don't know because we don't know what Mike Leach is going to be bringing with the air raid. I mean, they've got a lot of experience up front in their front seven on defense. They have no experience in their secondary. Perfect. So. What Miles Brennan and his guys are going to be able to do is not going to be the same thing that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edward Delaire, and those cats did last year. So I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of a three-touchdown spread, maybe less, uh, for that game. I, I don't, I don't see it being that much of it. I think it's more a ten-point, maybe LSU by ten, just because you know you're taking. You know, a very young secondary in the Death Valley. I know the the seating situation is what it is, but I feel like if if any crowd can feel like a larger crowd than it is, it's crowds in the SEC, and especially a bunch of drunk Cajuns are going to make it <laughs> ten times louder. Right. I mean, uh, but I still feel like this game this game is going to be a lot closer than Vegas thinks it is. Only because Kylan Hill um, and Mike Leach, you know, you, I've, I've just seen him do it for years, Th- throw the ball around. They don't know what he's bringing. He doesn't necessarily know what Miles Brennan and LSU's bringing because, I mean, they lost so much off that team. And it seems like they're losing people every day. They're coming back. They're not coming back, whatever. But that being said, that – to me, of, of, the, of the games this weekend in the SEC, 
I think like Kentucky Auburn is probably in the one spot. South Carolina Tennessee is probably in the two spot. Then the LSU uh, Mississippi State game, Florida Ole Miss. I think it's, they're 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 tied right there because I don't think that like Florida they're good. Let's let's I mean they're good. They'll probably they're going to be able to be up there. With Georgia, if, who knows what Georgia's going to get offensively, but I feel like Ole Miss, again, any any of the teams that are coming in with new coaches, I feel like they get an automatic, a little bit of a bump there because they're they're coming in with a lot of unknowns. Plus, them, just Florida, I, I mean, Trask looked great last year, but how much do you really trust Trask every day? So. Right. I feel like those two, the Mississippi school games, they're in that like third spot. Mizzou, Alabama, Vandy, you know, you're, you're getting down to the games that are probably going to be a little more, you know, hey, it's football. But the ones toward the top there are more like, hey, it's real football. <laughs> but I really feel like that Kentucky Auburn game is going to be uh, one that people are kind of sleeping on. But I really feel like Kentucky is, has a great plan for what they're going to be doing. Uh, come come Saturday. Now, you thought they can go to Auburn and really upset somebody in that one, though. You think? I mean, I mean, I know what 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 we we expect out of Kentucky, and this is not your 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 daddy's Kentucky. If you're a young athlete, this is uh, the new Kentucky. But they got enough whiskey over there on the sideline to make it through Auburn. I mean, what's what's Auburn bringing back? They, I mean, they're bringing back Bo Nix and Seth Williams. Okay, that's pretty much it. How about their defense? What are they bringing back on defense? They lost Big Cat. They lost they lost majority of what noise bringers they had on defense. Offensive line, giant question for them. Um, and you know, with limited with limited practices in the spring, those guys haven't had as much time. They they need to be to gel. Kentucky, Eddie Grant's coming in. You saw what he did last year with Lynn Bowden running a beer. He's not going to run that offense with with Terry Wilson, a healthy Terry Wilson. And an offensive line that is way better than a lot of right. people think. Uh, and plus, they have an experienced defense. I mean, I'm not saying that Kentucky's going to win, but I'm saying I think this game is going to be a lot closer than, than a lot of y'all, a lot, most people think. Because sure. of, I mean, and with Bo Nix, I mean, I look, I know that Chad Morris is coming in, and he's got a, a good history of developing quarterbacks, not at Arkansas. But in other places. <laughs> so, but Chad hasn't really had that much time to work with Bo. Again, all of these things that, you know, it, basically anything that you think about football is going into any other year. It kind of almost gets tossed out the window because of everything we're dealing with with COVID and, and no spring practices and, you know, how the, the home field advantages are basically non existent, really. Right. Because, yeah. you know, it's just, they're just they just are. But I really think that you know, I just I just had this feeling that the schedule schedule come out, and talking with some people, and talking with people from from Auburn, that, you know they're they're more worried about games than they would be in years past. If this was last year, no question, I think that they're you know a good you know ten ten to ten points of two touchdown favorite easy in this game, right. basically just with the defensive guys alone they had, but. With this team, with you know Kevin Steele or yeah Steele trying to rebuild this this defense, Gus trying to figure out you know if he's going to let Chad even call play calls 
because you know how Gus is. You know, if, if things go well, he calls the plays. If things aren't going well, he's not calling the plays. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Seth Williams is a difference maker. Bo Nix, when he's good, can be pretty good. When Bo Nix is bad, he can be really bad. Right. He's kind of like Bo Wallace in that sense. You remember Doctor Bo? <laughs> I do know Doctor Bo. <laughs> let me ask you this: let, you, you mentioned those teams, but look at like let, let me give you three scenarios, and I'm going to sit back and I want you to talk. That's why I got you in here, but. I want you to talk about Georgia. Always the bridesmaid. Are they ever going to get to be the bride? It seems like year after year, it's always the same story. They're good, just not good enough. They go back over to the West, A&M. Now, you and I probably could agree. Maybe. We'll find out when you respond. But they are probably one of the dangerous teams, not only in the SEC, but overall. This is the do or die time for, uh, for, for this coach over there who left Florida State to go over here to win a state champ- or national championship. Of course, he'll win the state in the way, too. But Give me your thoughts on A&M, and then I know you want to tell me about Alabama. That's the team that you uh, feel a little bit of noise up. Uh, is Nick Saban going to finally get back to what we know Nick Saban is and have those perfect seasons coming up this year? All right, so let's start Let's start with Georgia. Jamie Newman, Jamie Newman opted out because Jamie Newman knew he wasn't going to win the starting role. So I think him opting out, I think, is something that we all need to overreact to. I think he opted out because he knew staying there was going to end up hurting him long run for his draft stock. I think he, that was a decision probably he thought was smart. I think DeJuan Mathis is, is going to be your starter for the, the dogs. I think DeJuan Mathis gives them a lot of ability with, with, running, with being a mobile quarterback. I think this is his you – know, he's a red shirt, so he's been there two years in this system. I think they've got – you know Georgia will always have a solid running game. Um, but their defense is, 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 is disgustingly good. I mean, they're going to be second in the country probably, maybe first when it all comes down to it. Now, if DeJuan Mathis comes in, he's young, he makes a young quarterback mistakes that you just can't turn the ball over, missing his reads, uh, overthrowing guys, etc. then Georgia, that's not something that they have enough talent around him to make up for, Okay. They need him to be at least a game manager this year to keep them in games. They're going to need their defense in games against a Florida, against an Alabama, down the schedule to be able to steal points when they can. If they're going to end up, you know, with a 10-0, 9-1 type season. If their defense can't do that, you're probably looking at 8-2. and two. I mean, I don't know. Them going on the road to Tuscaloosa, you can't like that. Uh, but the Florida game is always, you know, it's the cocktail party. It's the cocktail party. You know, it can be, it can really go either way. But I think Florida has got to feel a lot better with their spots than Georgia does with them. But you got to look at it. When was the last time Dan Mullen beat Kirby Smart? Never. So if, if you just go with, you know, what they've done in the past, you got you got to like Georgia there. But I, I just think that the Jamie Newman thing kind of got a little overblown because of I think probably because of when he announced it versus if he would have said if he would have done this in June or earlier in July I think once he got into camp he was realizing I'm not going to beat Dewan Mathis out at JT Daniels I'm probably not going to beat JT Daniels out so I'm I'm, I'm not looking good there A&M so this is Jimbo's Third year, I think, with his man, Kellen Mond. Jimbo Fisher has had historical 
historically in his career, has had success in his third year with a quarterback. Now, Kellen Mond, to me, has is, is not shown that he's an elite quarterback in big games. I don't think, to me, to you, to, you know, grandma down the street has never seen Kellen Mond play good in a big game. I think that, and, and between that and a defense that's always average to better than average at times, I mean, I think that A&M, is, you're still looking at the, the Aggies. You're probably second or third best in the West. It's going to come down to probably that game against Auburn. But I, mean, I, think, I think if I were going A&M's track record versus Auburn's track record in the West, I think that you're going to go with Auburn's track record and what they have versus A&M. And I, I think LSU is – I mean, they're, they're just – they cannot possibly – match what they did last year, and I just think everything they've lost, you're probably looking at the, the fourth spot. Now, Bama. Now, Mac Jones has had has a lot of talent around him. His offensive line essentially is back at full strength. Landon Dickerson, Alex Leatherwood, Evan Neal, those cats are, are, are built and they're ready for war. Najee Harris, Trey Sanders, sorry Gamecock fans, you know, in that, in that backfield, you know, uh, and Brian Robinson, those guys, uh, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, John Menchie. I mean, they have an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, with now Dylan Moses back, healthy. It's huge. Harris and all those cats they had last year who were young, Shane Lee, et cetera, Barrymore, DJ Dale, all those guys who played a lot of minutes last year that because of injury, they probably weren't prepared to play invaluable coming into this year because of just to get that. And plus the bowl game practices. I mean, and they've had coaching turnover every year since I think heck since, since the national championship season uh, against Texas, they've had coaching turnover, no coaching turnover this, this past year huge for them, especially in a year where you've got so many new coaches in the SEC. No coaching turnover at Alabama. I think that they've been very quiet uh, in comparison to years past because, you know, they did finish with the two losses. So I think that when you look at all of those factors, and they've got NFL-level dudes, Waddle, Smith, etc. around, you've got to feel good about them. And most of their games, I mean, they've got they'll have Auburn at home, they've got Georgia at home. I mean, the schedule kind of lays out in a way that is very advantageous for them too. Um, thank you, SEC, giving them Kentucky. <laughs> but it kind of, you know, I mean, I, I just I I feel good because Mac Jones has already shown that he he now he has in the Iron Bowl he did have some some bad throws but I mean in the Gator Bowl he looked great so and plus he's had all this time feels more comfortable with the playbook I think Sark knows more of what he can do with Mac and then plus you know with with the fact that you don't have to burn red shirts I think you're going to see a lot of Bryce Young this year and you know he's supposedly the second coming of you know Joe Namath (laughs) uh, in Tuscaloosa but we'll, we'll see but I mean, I, I like I like them to run the table, 
uh, and then probably rematch, either rematch with Georgia or Florida in the uh, in the SEC championship. Knock on wood that we get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the big questions, uh, you know, obviously with this whole season. But another question that kind of plays into the strangeness of this season and everything. I thought as a result of the, the stop and start nature in like in the NBA that there weren't going to be as many coaching changes and as many firings, but obviously that didn't happen. Do you think there's going to be as much movement on the coaching side this year as there has been in the past? Or do you think because of COVID and the strangeness of this year, administrators may be a little more lenient on things? I think unless your name is Derek Mason, uh, Sorry, Derek, but I think unless your name's Derek Mason and you go out and you lay an incredible dud this year, I don't really see anybody getting canned. Uh, I mean, well, number one, I mean, what jobs, what jobs, like, who who would be fired? Like, Pruitt, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, uh, Jimbo, I mean, unless they go over, I don't see that happening. Um, let's see, who else? Must champ. See, that's a that's a weird one to me. I, I I feel like I feel like with Bobo coming in, and I I just I feel like he's I feel like he's still at the level where, where he'll be okay this year because of COVID, and because of the the fact that he hasn't really, you know, obviously a lot of these guys have been, you know, had their hands tied when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to you know, basically being with their team. Um, yeah, I, I just, and I know, um, I know that, that the Gamecock fans are, are obviously are frustrated. But you guys remember what he came in, you know, what he what he was what he came in with, and I, I just feel like he's, I like he, I feel like you have to see what what, what they're going to get out of out, out of Bobo and what they're going to get out of the offense because of, I mean. I mean, do you guys miss Brian McClendon that much? I mean, (laughs) were you guys running? Were you guys running to William Bryce with pitchforks when he got fired? I don't think so. But what about a guy like Dan Mullen? Huh? What about a guy like Dan Mullen, who you know he's expected to do a lot in Florida and has kind of only half done it? I mean, he. So he's been there three years. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, he's been there three. So, so he's, yeah, he's been there three years, and he took over from McElwain. All right, so he's been there for three years. So in his three years, what, what would you? He hasn't beaten Georgia, but I mean, he's got he's got a, he's got some bull wins under him. I mean, like, I mean, I. I so he hasn't even had a full recruiting cycle. I feel like they'll at least give him right. a full recruiting cycle before they make any kind of giant judgments with him. I mean, he's the, the fans seem the administration seems like they they like him. The fans don't seem like they they like him. I mean, he's assembled the team that they have this year. You know, could, should could very well get him into Atlanta. You know, so I feel like if he gets to Atlanta, I would feel a lot better about Dan Mullen's future after this year. But I feel like if he can't get to Atlanta and if he can't get over the hump of beating Georgia, I feel like next year is probably more of the do or die year for him. Well, yeah, that's going to be with you. I think this is a year too that's going to be big for him because there's so much expectations and you said this earlier, 
and a lot of us have said this, we expect that Florida is going to be that team this year and take over that. We expect you to be better than you have been, type of like what we've expected Georgia to do for so many years. North Carolina, if they don't the beat, if to do. If they don't beat Georgia this year, when are they going to beat them? Like right. if they don't, it's like if they don't get Georgia this year, when are they going to get them? Because Georgia is only, I mean, there's only a handful of teams that are re, even recruiting at the level of Georgia right now. We say Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma, maybe. I mean, everybody else in the SEC. I mean, so if. If Florida isn't going to get them this year when they're coming in basically with a, a green quarterback, an offense that has enough questions that, you know, if they can't get them this year, then they're not going to get them. And then Dan Mullen should be, you know, maybe looking for the, you know, putting, <laughs> looking for some other homes. <laughs> you know who Dan Mullen is? It seems like that's kind of the pipeline for the Gamecocks. They seem to <laughs> go down and grab those Florida coaches. I mean, it happened with Furrier. It's happened. With the guy they got now, and it could happen right there. Of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of conversations. I, I, I well, know you guys know. Let me ask – hold on. Let me ask yeah, you guys a question. Yeah, go ahead. Why isn't, why isn't Helensky the starter? Let me tell you why. Because they brought in a coach, Mike Bobo. From what I understand, I'm not in the huddle, because that's what they're doing, in, by the way, in Columbia. They went back to this thing called the huddle where a bunch of guys get together. You know, back when there were yeah. tax machines, they did that thing. And uh, I remember that. so complex, right? <laughs> yeah, and we hugged back then, too. There were hugs and all these crazy things that you can't yeah, High-five. High-five, you know. You know, it's like I heard somebody the other day say, you can't high-five, but you can fist bump, because on the end of your fist, there's no COVID. But high-five definitely. No, we, no what I was told, I, I, I'm coaching uh, my, my son's soccer team, and we had, we had to do the elbow thing. The elbow. Oh, there's, no, there's no COVID on your elbow either. It's only on your no, no COVID on the elbow. <laughs> yeah, but but that's my thing is it's so complex. But let me ask you this, and I'll keep you a little bit longer because uh, I I, I want to know this from an outside guy looking in. For the morale of the team, you got a guy last year who who came in and 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 you know the storyline when they brought this guy in and the story that came with him, and now all of a sudden you get a new head coach, you get a new excuse me quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. He brings in his dude, he starts his dude. Don't you think that there's got to be some morale? concerns there within the system? I would think so. I feel like there had to have been a conversation at some point between Bobo, Muschamp, Helensky, and uh, Hill. Or, right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there had to have been a conversation with those four guys. I feel like this, the conversation ha- has to be, uh, you know, there's going to be some packages to get Helensky in. There's got to be. You almost think of it. But right. I could be wrong. But, and then Helensky... He could have transferred out, opted out, transferred out, et cetera. I mean, if you're going to do it, this year is to do it because you get a free pass. I mean, it doesn't even matter when you do it because people just write off and say, hey, it's okay, it's because of COVID. Like, right. Jamar Chase opted out when he did, and Jamie Newman opted out when they did. You know, it's terrible for the team. You're stealing reps from guys. But that's a different point for a different story. But so, Helensky could have opted out. I feel like there's had to be a conversation with somebody and him from the coaching staff saying, you know, you will play. You will get reps, you know. Um, but to me, just as somebody outside looking in, and the guys I've talked to, we've all been kind of surprised at him not being named starter because of the fact that Bobo has a relationship with this dude from Colorado State. But, but, but what about, you know, 
just flat out just talent and <laughs> knowing the team and being as familiar with the receivers and the backs, et cetera. Like we were talking to Tory Gurley yesterday and mm. now, he was not a ray of sunshine in his hopes for the, the Cox this weekend, but uh, <laughs> he had a similar kind of situation where he's like, he, he, he had a hard understanding of how you're going to bring a guy in that played football in Fort Collins, Colorado, and and bring him into an SEC environment and expect him to, to roll out and put up the kind of uh, performance that you're going to need to beat to be to beat Tennessee. Um, I I just I don't know, and I, and I'm uh I'm interested to see how how it works out. You know, I, I hope the best, obviously, because. You know, I'm 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 not a giant fan of Tennessee, but um, yeah, I would like I would like to see I would like to see uh, success for 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 all those guys. Right. Well, being an Alabama guy, you definitely don't have any love lost over in Knoxville in the uh, Rocky Top area, but uh, you do got a lot of love here on Southern Sports Central. Peace, I'm going to try to get you. I know you have a very busy schedule, and you're raising a family, and you're doing all that great stuff on the side or in the front, if you will. But I'd love to have you back next week to kind of recap some of this. And there's a ton of other things I wanted to get to, but we're up against the clock. But as always, man, thank you so much for taking time out. I know you're over there, part of the series sports network on the college front, doing a lot of things, man. So for you to give me time tonight, man, it means the world to us. No, no, man. No, man. Anytime. Uh, just holler at me. And if, if, if I can, if I can, uh, sneak away from the from the animals for a little bit. That's all good. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Got I, it. Have re- I have the real animals over here. here. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. See you. All right, I appreciate it, guys. We got to go to a break. David Shelton is waiting on the line. So a quick break. Turn around. We're going to come back to Charleston, where we'll talk with one of the legends in the business, one of the best in the business. He's a prep writer for the Post and Courier, CSU. That's Charleston Southern beat writer, and he also writes over there for the. South Carolina High School Sports Report. It is a big-time publication, and he's a big-time guy. Coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. Guys, don't go anywhere. Where it began I can't begin to know him, but then I know it's growing strong. Welcome back, everybody. We are welcoming in for the first time this season, David Shelton. David, what's up, buddy? Man, I appreciate the time tonight, my man. Oh, glad to be here. It's a fun time of year, finally. Amen to that. <laughs> Got you in some NWO theme music, man. Did you see one of the Road Warriors uh, pass away today? Yep. Breaking news? Yeah. That's awesome. Jim Laurinaitis. Yeah. how old I'm getting. Hey, his... He was a legend, that's for sure. David. Yeah, no, he's definitely a legend. When you look um, overall, and, and we've had, and, and to kind of segue a little bit before we talk about the, the season coming up, uh, you know, of course, you know, uh, you probably saw my post last night losing uh, Ted Burns, who I know you knew Ted really well. 
uh, as well. But he was a guy that I got a chance to call Friday Night Football with uh, during my other life uh, before where I'm at now over at Somerville. Uh, but he was that guy. He was a mentor to me in the field, uh, of course, uh, back in December uh, uh, last year. He was uh, taken way too early from us. But, you know, you got him on the mind of a lot of people. You've got the athletic director over at, excuse me, at Wando. You've got Coach McKissick, of course, uh, right there in Somerville. That was in November last year. Uh, and then a coach over at Oceanside. But it seems like this year, around the state, not just locally here in the Lowcountry, man, this is a season that's it's different for so many reasons. 2020, of course, has brought us a lot of things that I don't think we saw when uh, you made that last publication last year, wrapping up the recap of uh, high school football. No, it has been um, it has been a trying time. Um, yeah, I was just thinking um, it was a year ago um, yesterday or a year ago, yeah, yesterday that uh, that I had some major issues um, with my diabetes and and took a took a major turn for the worse and had had a lot of I had a, had a scary time. So it. it and then I was thinking, what I was thinking was, that's been a year, and all the things that have happened over the last year, it, to me, it, you know, I was telling somebody, I, I feel like 2020 is just flying by. Uh, I mean, we're almost into October. Christmas will be here before you know it. And uh, all this stuff has happened. Um, you know, I mean, I, I went uh, from April 6th until a couple of weeks ago without writing a sports article. Uh, without writing a story um, and 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 just really had a tough time, you know, making it uh, like a lot of people have. And uh, so it's been a, it's been a crazy year for sure. And, but hopefully, um, and we've got some issues around the state where it's not perfect, but hopefully Friday night will get us a little bit closer to normal, uh, you know, with, with high school football, um, I mean, we've had skis of football for a couple of weeks now, but but the entire state it will be under football season starting Friday. So, um, you know, hopefully that will, you know, make things a little better in people's minds. You know, it get normal when we get uh, one of the great ones in the business, and definitely here in the state of South Carolina, David Shelton on the radio with us here tonight, talking high school Friday night lights. The lights will cut on Friday night, and hopefully. Uh, at least as many as they can allow in the stadium won't be home. They'll be there at the uh, at the high schools. Uh, the other story coming out of last year, David, was uh, the carousel of coach. Man, 19, 21, 23. I mean, I sound like I'm giving a play out here, but how many was it that, that, that found new homes coming into the low country alone, not even counting the state? Well, I know in the low country there was it was 9 or 10, I think, and, and around the state, uh, yeah, it was over 20. Um, gosh, it might have been. I don't know the exact number, but I, I would guess that it's probably closer to 30. Um, but uh, in the low country, just in Charleston, I mean, I'm talking the Tri-County area, Dorchester, Berkeley, Charleston County, there were nine. And um, and so it was a busy, it was a busy time. Um, and then, you know, you think about all these new coaches at all these schools, uh, and then they had no spring practice. So you're talking about being, you know, guys like Art Craig and, uh, being behind the eight ball, going to a program at Hanahan that won one game last year and didn't get a spring practice, had to do Zoom meetings. And all these coaches were telling me how they they got educated on Zoom and um, 
had their kids educated on Zoom, and, and that's how they kind of put in their offense and their defense. And then, you know, Berkeley County was able to work out during the summer, um, so that helped those schools a lot. Charleston and Dorchester County were kind of shut down until August. Um, so they started out with conditioning. Maybe they're a little bit behind. I'm going to be interested, Richie, to see what kind of football we see on Friday night. You know, I've seen some scrimmages and some jamborees, um, and I hadn't, hadn't been real impressed. These teams are not really, really sharp. And with the way the season's set up now, you got region games and one non-region game. You get seven games, and you got to finish in the top two of your region to make the playoffs. There's not a whole lot of room there for, you know, hey, let's let's just try to get better this week. You've got to get better, or you're going to miss the you're going to miss the postseason. Assuming it, you know, the season gets to that point. Um, you know, in the past, you had ten games, and you'd have three or four non-region games, and you just go into this first week and you say, you know what, it's not imperative that we win. We'd like to win, but you know, we just want to try to get a little better each week, and by the time we hit our region, uh, then we want to be clicking. Well, now you better be clicking because there ain't a whole lot of wiggle room. Well, you mentioned it right there, you know, the fact that you build quickly. And one guy in particular that I think is, I'm curious to see what you think about how he's going to do this season because he jumped from the bottom, uh, bottom of the tree all the way to the top in one fell swoop, and, and that's uh, – that's Donnie Kiefer over at West Ashley jumping from 1A all the way up to 5A. How How is he going to do over at West Ashley now? Yeah, and, they, and that's one that, that, you know, from what I've heard, uh, they're really behind. And it's going to take a little bit. Uh, what happened last year kind of decimated that program. So it's going to take a little bit. Uh, I think they're going to give Donnie a couple of years. Uh, you know, he's won everywhere he's been. Uh, he won two state championships at Green Sea Floyds in Class A. Now, this is a whole different animal when you're talking about 5A and, and the competition you got to play. And and the thing about Donnie is is he is a he is one of the best at strength and conditioning training. Strength, the weightlifting. I mean, he's a power lifter himself. He is really big into the weight and getting stronger. And they missed all summer. Um, they couldn't get in the weight room. Uh, they had to lift you know, on their own at home. And so that that aspect of his program is going to be behind. I mean, I'm sure they're catching up. Um, they don't have a lot of horses right now. Um, they got a couple of good players. Caleb Edwards is a really good linebacker, and Jaleel Porter is going to be a pretty good running back. But they missing a lot of pieces. And, you know, I mean, they play Stahl Friday night, and, and Stahl is certainly capable of beating them. So I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a long season for West Ashley, but I don't think that's going to be indicative of what the future is going to look like. I really think Donnie's going to do a good job there. We're live right now with David Shelton, prep writer for the Post and Courier. Of course, uh, does a lot of things for a lot of different areas. Bobby Harden show, he's part of that one there. I think he jumps on uh, a few other good radio shows around the low country. And tonight he's here with us, which is a good sign that football on Friday night is a realistic possibility and a probability with it being now two days away. The final thing I want to kind of touch on uh, before we we get into Friday night, uh, there, of course, coming up there, David, is uh, Mark President. I don't want to miss him and uh, an opportunity for you to speak about this young man. That is the young man that passed away over at SU Ridge. We talked about the and, and a lot of icons that we lost early 
and even, of course, uh, the man who's done a lot of radio stuff right here in the low country uh, and all that he did. But Amari President was a young athlete, young student that not only on the football field shined, but he shined in the classroom and in his community and in the political field as well. Can you kind of touch a little bit on that? I know you did a good story on him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a young man, you know, I, I'm, and I'm certainly not belittling uh, his football uh, ability, but, I mean, from the people I talked to, he, you know, it was one of those guys that, you know, probably wasn't going to get an opportunity to play college football, but he was going to be a very powerful, impactful person in his life. That's just the kind of person he was at such a young age. Uh uh, the leadership qualities people just talked about how he could convince people to do. And uh, he was very involved in the political arena and at the school in a leadership capacity. You know, he's football was, was something that he loved, but uh, you know, he wasn't like this four star prospect. He was just a good high school football guy that, his extracurricular activities far exceeded what he did on the football field. And, and, and I think, you know, we, we lost a young man um, way before his time and it's very unfortunate. And, um, you know, I know Ashley Ridge is, is kind of dedicating their season to him as well. They should, but uh, it was a very unfortunate situation. Of course, we're live right now. David Shelton, prep writer for the Post and Courier CSU. That's Charleston Southern beat writer as well as covers high school sports, Central Bobby Harden Show, and multiple other avenues throughout the entire week. His business and his life now is going to be sports Friday nights, and every other night will be high school football going forward. And trust and believe me, when David and I and everybody that does what we do say, thank God, we are glad to be at this moment. Now, this Friday night, I'm heading over to Ashley Ridge. I get a chance to do something very new to uh to the situation and they say through some bad things are always going to be some good things and thanks to uh by the way the osborne family over fort Worcester said to make sure you say they said hello they're big time long time fans long time listeners first time callers if you will there uh David. but um <laughs> they, what, she's taking a role as, as the secretary over there at, at, at fort and i gotta be honest with you you know we give coaches a lot of credit but let's look at these athletics secretaries who are now stepping up having to do multiple things not just for football David but they're covering every fall sport and making sure that all these systems are in place everything's where it needs to be the numbers are where they need to be kind of tell me a little bit about that when it comes down to those behind the scenes of making sure that Friday nights and not only that you know volleyball is in full effect here in the low country I saw a a cross-country matchup today where uh, Ashley Ridge was actually at, at, at Fort Dorchester yeah, your thoughts on, on, on these individuals who are really a lot of the unsung heroes? Well, I mean, you don't, uh, you know, the old saying behind every uh, successful coach is a is a coaching staff and, and support personnel that is top-notch. You, you know, you might be a, a great X and O's football coach, but you got to have help. You can't do it alone. And, you know, guys like, Steve LaPrade or, or, or Tom Knotts at Dutch Fork or Dave Gutsell at Dorman, you know, they have people, they have a supporting cast um, that nobody knows about. You know, you don't ever, you never hear about them, you never meet them, you never talk to them, but they're making the world go round at these schools. And it, it's, on, I mean, the way it is now, you know, maybe maybe in the, in the 40s or 50s or 60s, maybe even the 70s, it was a little easier to handle, but now there's so many sports, so many athletes. Uh, you know, you got to bust them, you got to feed them, you got to 
you know, get uniforms for them. You, you got to equip them. Um, the athletic director and the head football coach, they need support personnel. In Fort Dorchester's case with, with uh, Miss Osborne, you know, LaPratt is the AD and the head football coach. So, you know, I mean, let's not, let's not gloss over the fact that during football season, he's very little the AD and a whole lot of football coach. I mean, that's where his mind is. Uh, that's where his focus is. So, you know, he not that he just shuns all other sports because I mean, if you go to any athletic event, uh, he's there. But the work that goes on behind the scenes uh, is is invaluable to the to these successful coaches. I mean, if if Steve LaPrade had to spend three or four days a week worrying about volleyball schedules and ordering uniforms or how they're going to get there or there, you know, how they're going to travel, his football team would suffer. So. For those guys who are AD slash football coaches, um, and there aren't a lot of them anymore, they did separate the job uh, for a reason. Um, but those those people on the outside, are, are really they're on the inside, but people don't know about them on the outside. Uh, they're invaluable to what they can do and how they can make things run a lot smoother. Now let me ask you this. I know earlier you and I spoke about uh, something new uh, because, again, like we were getting into the whole COVID thing has put a lot of restrictions and restraints on, on opportunities for fans to get in the stands. But a guy named Joe Grammer, who's been part of Coach Brad's team uh, on the video and audio side for a long time, has done great work, has decided he's going to go live. And it's not going to be what you see anywhere else. It's going to be very similar as you would see at a Saturday afternoon maybe in williams bryce or up there in death valley or maybe sunday but he'll have multiple cameras and a few guys that you know up in the uh press box and then one guy rolling the, the sidelines your conversation with joe just i think yesterday day before tell me your thoughts david uh, did you ever see football getting to this and what does this mean going forward well i think with the tech technological advances i mean this is the this is the uh, the norm and the wave of the future so to speak I'm very interested to see how how this pay-per-view situation at Fort Dorchester works out. You know, the numbers involved. I think uh, I think it's going to be great, especially since you can't have but you know 1,100 or 1,200 or whatever the number is in the stands uh, for a Fort Dorchester Ashley Ridge game. There'd be a couple thousand people there normally. Um, that's not going to happen. So now they have an opportunity to not only watch the game, but to help their individual schools by, you know, raising money. Uh, that, was the, that was the aspect that I think a lot of coaches are going to jump on. Uh, both schools uh, will make money off of whoever clicks to watch that game on pay-per-view on YouTube. If you click on Fort Dorchester, the money goes to them, or, or portion of it, at 15 bucks. If you click on Ashley Ridge, the money goes to them, a portion of it. So I, I think, uh, and, and Joe was saying, that's how he convinced some of these uh, athletic directors for road games to to cooperate with, with him in this endeavor. It's like, hey, you know, you're going to make money off it. It, it might not be much, but you're going to make a little dime off it. And, uh, and all but one coach, West Ashley is the only one, or one, one AD, West Ashley is the only one that, didn't, that uh, won't do it. They wanted the entire cut, which is you know, a little selfish. But um, but I, I think it's going to be great, and I think if it works, I think you're going to see other people do it. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. We're live right now with David Shelton. Talk about getting it done and doing it in style. He does it as good as anybody across the country. We give him a lot of love because he represents our young men in fashion through many articles. While you're asleep at night, he's out there putting it all on that Internet. So when you wake up on a Saturday morning, the stats are there, the pictures are there. And, of course, we're right there, of course, retweeting him along the way. Now let's get into some Friday Night Lights before I send you back. Uh, to your normal, I guess, uh, preparation, because you and I, of course, uh, get ready for big night coming up uh, in a couple of nights. Ashley Ridge, Fort Dorchester, that's a big one on the matchup. I want you to talk a little bit about that, possibly Somerville hosting the Knights of Stratford. Benny's going to come in there in an old rivalry game. Then on the other side of the interstate, it's going to be a big matchup with Goose Creek taking on the likes of Berkeley and a lot on the line there. And you nailed it earlier. While we look at the big dogs fighting at the top, it's those guys, and I don't want to undermine West Ashley and Stahl, but those guys can't afford to lose neither because, if I'm not mistaken, and all in one, David kind of responded to this, it's the first two in, everybody else is out when it comes to region play going into playoffs. Kind of give us a, a roundup here in week one. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the Somerville Strapper game is not a region game, so I think uh, but it's still a huge game, obviously, uh, from a rivalry standpoint. That Ford Ashley Ridge game, Bishop England Oceanside, uh, Berkeley Goose Creek. Berkeley Goose Creek uh, is the opener, and and based on you know what everybody thinks, uh, the winner of that game is going to win the region in week one. Now you can't have any slip ups, but they're going to be the the winner. Whoever comes out of that game Friday night is going to have the leg up. You know, Wando and Kane Bay may have something to say about that, but, uh, you know, I don't know that they're uh, ready to, to beat a Berkeley or a Goose Creek. We'll see. Uh, the Somerville-Strafford game is, like I said, not a not a region game, but it, it, it's a big rivalry game. Uh, you're talking about Ian Rafferty's debut as a head coach at Somerville. Um, you know, he played there, and uh, he's the third coach in about 100 years there. So, um, you know, it's going to be a big thing for him. Um, and, and Oceanside Bishop England, again, you got hand-to-hand in that same conference, but the winner of that game uh, is going to have a major leg up uh, in, in, in terms of winning that region title because, you know, we get to November 7th, it's playoff time. So, I mean, we're, we're almost into October, so it's going to be a quick, uh, very important regular season. Um like I said earlier, you don't really have time to find yourself. You better you better find yourself right now. Um, start the car and get going in forward because it's 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 go time. And you know that that kind of makes it. Honestly, I was thinking about it the other day. It kind of adds a lot of excitement. Um, I'm interested to see how this seven game season goes because I've always been one of trim the playoff teams and maybe cut a game or two out of the regular season, start a little later. It's funny because I've always been a start after Labor Day guy because of the heat. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're getting to start after Labor Day because of another reason. But look how cool it is out here. Uh, the weather this week has been amazing. It's going to be in the 60s Friday night for the opener. And you and I both know when they start in late August or, or really the August 21st, 22nd, around there, it's about 98 degrees when they kick off. So it's going to feel like football on the first night, and that, that kind of makes it exciting. 
We're live right now with David Shelton. He handles multiple things for multiple places around the state of South Carolina tonight. He's with us here on Southern Sports Central. Friday Night Lights, talking to week one. It feels like playoffs. Doesn't it feel a little bit like playoffs, a little bit cooler than it normally is? And would you not – I guess it's safe to say that every game is kind of a playoff game, David. You really can't lose not even a game if you plan on playing later in the season. Yeah, if you, I mean, you definitely can't you definitely can't lose very many more than one. Uh, now, now, granted, some of these conferences are going to be very balanced and very competitive, so you're going to see uh, Team A knock off Team B on one week, and then B is going to knock off C, and then C is going to knock off A. So there, there'll be some some regions where uh, things will go down to the wire, and it'll be very competitive. But there'll also be some regions, like I said, where you know the team that wins that week one matchup. It's going to have a major leg up on the rest of the league. And like, like you mentioned with, you know, the amount of teams that, you know, there are certain regions, as we all know, that are very competitive, especially with this, you know, new format and them having to play just exclusively region games. Could you see a team, you know, play well in their region but just be, get so battered that, you know, there's high expectations going into the playoffs for them, but they just don't have that strength to to battle on in the playoffs. Well, and the, and the thing that, that, that people have to remember, uh, you know, in the past we've had four teams make the playoffs. So uh, you win a region title, you're playing a fourth-place team from another region, um, which 99.9% of the time you're going to win. You're going to get mm-hmm. a you know, quote-unquote cakewalk in the first round. Now you're a region champion. You're going to play a runner-up from another region. So now you're talking about every team in the playoffs is going to be pretty darn good. Um, so, you know, again, there, there there's no night off uh, through the regular season. Um, and then into the playoffs, you got you got one less round, so you got to win fewer games. But But the teams that are in there – are going to be the best of the best. There'll be no, there'll be no, uh, you know, in the past where teams make the playoffs because they win one region game um, or maybe two. Uh, that that doesn't make them a playoff worthy team. Well, now every team that gets in the playoffs um, will be worthy of it because they'll be, uh, they'll have a good record. They will have played their schedule and and but like you said. Some of these regions, they're going to beat the crap out of each other, and and then you got to turn right around and be ready. No bye weeks. You just got to be ready for the playoffs. So it's going to be an interesting season starting Friday. There'll be, I mean, I, I was talking to Phil Cornblute today, and I said there'll be a couple of games Friday when the results come in. We're going to be like, whoa, you know, because it's just going to happen. Um, you, and, and and you're talking about conference games that, that you know, you, you'll be saying whoa to. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, it's unfortunate that we can't let anybody go to the games that we, you know, that we want, that we can't put 3,000 people in there. You know, that, that Berkeley Goose Creek game, you know, they're going to allow 2,000 people maximum. They could easily have doubled that crowd on a normal – I mean, I'm talking. You're talking five or six thousand. That that gate would have been. Um, so there are going to be two thousand people in there at the max, and uh, 
that's a shame. Randy Robinson's like, boy, we, you know, we could have made a lot of money on Friday night. Um, and they could have, but, uh, it's going to be different to not have a sold out crazy standing room only, you know, I, I was talking to some guys at Berkeley. I remember going to games as a high school student between Berkeley and Somerville where the kickoff was at eight o'clock. And if you weren't in the stadium by six, you weren't going, you weren't getting in, um, I mean, people just be sitting in the bleachers for two hours waiting on kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. Now, with only 2,000 people, if you got a ticket, you can walk in any time you want because you want only a few tickets that, you, that anybody has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point now. now. You know, the one thing, and there's two fronts here, David, that I, that I want to touch on that you mentioned. Number one, is I would like to see the low country, maybe the state, go to a Thursday night game of the week. That would give opportunities when it's not the COVID uh, era that they could actually probably sell more tickets, right? I mean, imagine a special Thursday or because they don't want to compete with that Saturday college football. I get that for recruiting purposes and, and other reasons as well. But I would like to see that maybe going forward. I, I don't mind them starting the season late, quite frankly. Again, we don't have to worry about the cramps. We don't have to worry about some of that, the fatigue that, that they probably would have been dealing with, like you mentioned, in August for sure. That won't be the case. Hopefully uh, this will be – one of the things, and then the other thing is that, again, we're trying to stay away from that C word on this show, but they're going to be trying to stay away from it throughout practices. And you've seen a, a few teams all the way down in Beaufort that are having to wait a few weeks around the state as well, David. So just kind of some thoughts. And then final recap with you is that while it is Berkeley and Goose Creek Friday night, it's Goose Creek traveling to – for Dorchester, there is no uh, no sleep for the uh, for those who are going to be challenged back to back week for two very tough teams on the schedule for the Gators. Yeah, I, I I was talking to Jason Winstead last Friday at the Berkeley Jamboree, and I'm like, dude, what have you done? Like you're opening with <laughs> Berkeley, and then you got and then you got for Dorchester, and he's like, yeah, we need to fire the guy that makes the schedule, and I'm like, you're not kidding. I'm like, in a normal year. I don't care if you're playing 10, 12, 14 games in a normal year. That is a tough way to start. And and for this year, with the way things are behind, you know, now granted it's not a region game. Berkeley is the region game. So they really want to win right. that one. Um, but, again, you're talking about several thousand people that would go watch Fort Dorchester Goose Creek this year because Goose Creek's pretty darn good. And I think Fort is, is the – you know, the class of the area, but uh, Goose Creek's not far behind them in terms of their athletes. Um, but you are going to see some COVID things. Um, you know, Lou Bajak at the state paper texts me today and he's like, uh, y'all need to, y'all need to catch up down there because all the Midlands, is, you know, that's where you're getting cancellations. A couple in the upstate, but you know, like Lexington had to cancel the next two weeks uh, because of a COVID thing and Camden and River Bluff and, uh, some other schools up in that area. Uh, and he, and I was like, well, you know, people down in Charleston are smart. We wear our mask and uh, we social distance. So, uh, you know, having said that, it'll pop up. We're going to have our cases. Coaches know it. They're walking on eggshells. Um, you know, so it's just a matter of when, um, you know, to be honest with you, I would not be shocked if tomorrow we found out, oh, Team A has a problem. They can't play Friday night, and so the game's canceled, maybe rescheduled or whatever. Uh, the low country, the Charleston area, has been 
uh, spared to to this point. Very lucky. Uh, I mean, when you talk right. about Berkeley County, where they they've been they've had players together all summer, uh, June, July, August, all the way up to now, and there there have been no cases. Um, now, granted, they're taking precautions, and and these, you know, the you talked about the support people earlier about the athletic directors, secretaries. These athletic mm-hmm. trainers, wow! I mean, the athletic trainers at these schools that have to go through all this, do the testing, check the temperature, you know, check on every athlete, log every temperature of every athlete every day. Um, I mean, they their their work is doubled, and and they right. and they have a tough problem. Any, I mean, they have a tough job anyway. Uh, now you add the COVID thing to it, and, and kudos to those athletic trainers, those staffs. I mean, they're they're under the gun, uh, and they're they're making it happen so far. No doubt about it. David Shelton right here with us on Southern Sports Central. You can find him on Mooney, many different avenues. One of those is for the Post and Courier. He does a phenomenal job on Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Mondays. You name it, he's writing it. It's always going to be a five-star column right there in the sports page. Of course, you can also catch up with him when the, of course, uh, Charleston Southern's playing some sports. He'll be covering it here in the next few months. And also for the high school sports report, he does that as well. Of course, Bill Cornblue on Friday night, Robbie Harden throughout the week, and uh, a few other great shows around the low country, around the great state. David, where are you going to be Friday night, buddy? I will be at uh, Somerville, Stratford, um, covering that game. Rob Gant from the Goose Creek Gazette will file a story for the Post and Courier from the Berkeley Goose Creek game. Um, we're trying to find somebody for the Oceanside Bishop England game. You know, unfortunately, staffs have been cut in newspapers too. So, um, mm-hmm. Roger Lee is going to be at the game you'll be at, uh, at uh, Fort Dorchester, Ashley Ridge. Um, so, we'll have the – we're trying to get the biggest games covered, but uh, we'll have little game reports on as many games as we can get coaches to – cooperate with uh you know so we try to we try to do the best we can but things are a little tight in terms of personnel these days so uh it may not be quite what we've done in the past where i think we've done a really good job but uh like you said i'm I'm covering a game but my phone will not stop ringing i'll get text messages i'll be watching video i'll be watching twitter getting score updates I'm even going to pay 15 bucks and watch the Fort Dorchester Ashley Ridge game from the Somerville <laughs> Press Box. So, uh, so I'm going to have a good idea how that works out. Uh, and I'll, I'll text you and critique your performance. By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll text you when as soon as you say uh, the, as soon as you screw up a name, I'm going to text you. So uh, you know, but 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 that's, you know, that's going to be fun. I tell Kevin Villadu all the time when he says Shiri, I keep saying, man, his name is Shiri. And I even gave everybody a tutorial, the young quarterback over at Somerville. And I'm not worried yeah. about the daddies when I do TV and radio, man. I'm worried about the mamas and the grandmamas, man. You get a kid's last name wrong, man, look, oh, it's yeah. a long Saturday for them to look for you. Trust and believe me. Or if I had, day, a, if I had a dollar, if I had a dollar for yeah. every email I've gotten when I've misspelled a kid's name from a mama or a grandmama, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have to work anymore. Um, because I'd be rich enough to just retire because I, you know, you do it. And and then when you try to explain yeah. to them, well, listen, man, this is the roster I was given and on the <laughs> roster, it's spelled wrong. Well, then I just threw yeah. that football coach under the bus and now he's going to get <laughs> yeah. an email. Uh, yeah. And I just yeah. say, don't use my name. I'm just telling you on the roster, it's spelled like this. Um, but on deadline, right. you make mistakes. You know, you got, 
you got 1045, you got to have everything in, and you're typing as fast as you can, and, and you misspell names. But, uh, you know, I guess misspelling a name is, is better than uh, not having a name at all. There you go, because that number means a lot. But I know how to say Shari's name because – I know yeah. how to say Shari's name because he, he, played, he played baseball for me one summer on uh, travel baseball when I was involved in that. So I, I've, known, yeah. I've known that guy since he was about 125 pounds and skinny as a rail. But I, I saw a picture of him the other day, and I'm like, boy, he, hey. he's, uh, he's up. beefed up a little bit. Yeah, no doubt, man. I tell you what, and that's the thing in my new opportunity, my new uh, chapter in life as I'm over here at Ford, as you just kind of alluded to, is I'll be one of the voices and faces. How about that? So I guess now I do have a face for TV. We'll find out. You'll let me know that too, David. Um, <laughs> I had to get you to all no, their you names, don't. man. You, I'll tell you what. You don't have a face for TV, but, you know, we, we really don't have a choice. <laughs> we don't. Oh, man. Epic times call for epic measures, brother. Hey, I need to get you every week, man. And if I got to buy you lunch, that's what I got to do. That's what I want to do because it doesn't get any better than you and me and and put you in here, man. It, you, you just upgraded the show by a million. I appreciate you, man. I'm glad you helped. Number one, most importantly, that you're healthy, man. You sound good. I can hear it in your voice because I did talk to you a year ago, remember, over actually at a football yeah. game. And so I, I can't wait. I'm hoping that Goose Creek Fort Chester game is on your radar in week two. I, I'm kind of thinking it might be, especially if they, if they pull it out. But uh, nevertheless, man, uh, I'm here. If there's anything I can do, be it whatever. You let me know. It doesn't even have to be sports-related, David. Thanks for all that you do, buddy. Well, you know, if, if you're offering lunch, you know where we're going. So <laughs> I already know we're going to Matt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's on me, brother. You just say you say the word. As long as you're willing to come in here on Thursdays or, or excuse me, on Wednesdays or Mondays, man, I, I'll treat you to – even take you to halls at the end of the year. You keep it up, man. I got your back. Don't worry. Well, anytime you need me, just text me. You got my number. I will, buddy. God bless you. Thanks for everything. Be safe this year. Be safe Friday night. We'll talk All right, you guys be good. Thanks. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The best in the biz, man. He does a great job, and he's an icon down here in the low country. There's so many names, and we're getting ready to go to break because we are uh, a little behind here, and that's okay uh, because I want to give these guys who, you know, do so much. And, and, and honestly, the next guy coming in is Justin Jarrett with the Loco Sports down there in the lower part of the low country. Uh, he's going to come in. He's going to talk about those teams that we don't hear a lot about. Tonight and every night, we focus on all the teams around the state. We definitely love up on the kids here in the low country and all the way up to the Grand Strand. So, again, with Brandon Bisco being the voice of the Carolina Forest Panthers, I'm, of course, and uh, the voice over here with the Fort Dorchester Patriots. You know, we, we take a lot of pride in what we do. There's a lot of hours in what we do. I think I went to bed last night at 3 o'clock in the morning trying to put together my ones and twos graph so that I don't mess up names. And I had to sit there and and write it out the way it sounded out, right? Because I'm not trying to have a conversation with somebody's mama, somebody's grandmama uh, come next Friday night or Saturday or even before I leave the stadium. I, I'm not about that life. So uh, we got to take a break, Brandon. Go ahead and cue up the intro to hour number three. We'll recap hour two. And when we come back, it is Justin Jarrett with the Loco Sports. Don't go anywhere, guys.
back, everybody. I'm Rich Yalbin, alongside Brandon Bisco Bing, the voice up on the Grand Strand that you'll hear on Friday night covering the Carolina Forest Panthers. I'm Rich Yalbin, the voice of that of, well, Fort Dorchester Patriots. So you'll not only hear my voice, you'll see my uh, not-so-made-for-face-for-TV on Friday nights over there. Of course, uh, Joe Grammer is putting together uh, an incredible opportunity for me and, and two of my closest friends uh, to hang out, to bring hype ball in a way that nobody else could ever imagine. We're not only going to talk about the Patriots throughout the year, we'll talk about everybody who plays that team on that Friday night. We're looking forward to it. I've been at practices for the last three or four weeks. I've, uh, man, it, it is like being back in my element. And without further ado, I'll talk more about our two later because it's a little bit later than I need to be to get over here as we're down there lower in the low country as we now head in with a man who's doing a lot, and he's doing it right there on Low Coast Sports, Justin Jarrett. What's up, Justin? Hey, how you doing, man? Not bad, man. Yeah, I know I mean, we had you on hold for a while, so uh, I got to get you a uh, I got to get you a gift card down there, man. I don't know what there is to eat. I'm pretty sure there's a Moe's or something. You tell me, I'll send it. But uh, man, welcome to Southern Sports Central for the first time, and I want to do this every week, man. So you got to tell me the cost, but uh, I, I got to keep you guys down there updated and, and keep everybody listening on, on what's happening with all those great high schools down there uh, in the lower part of the Low Country. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely try to help you out wherever we can between me and my podcast co-host, Wes Kerr, and uh, we got a couple of interns, so I'm sure we can find somebody to give you an update every week, even if I'm not available, but uh, Wes is, is doing a great job with our podcast and, uh, you know, really loves to dive into the stats and numbers and do the research, so uh, he'll be a great guy to help you out as, as the season goes along as well. Be a lot of fun, man. So tell us a little bit for those who aren't uh, familiar with you guys. I've been in conversation through the world of social media. God bless the World Wide Web. Uh, but but tell us a little bit the history before we talk some football. I want to know about this brand that you guys really. Hey, the logo looks great. The website looks great. Everything is really impressive. But who is what is and and, and where did LocoSports.com come from, buddy? Yeah, well, uh, it goes back to 2005 for me. I moved out here from Kansas in 2005 uh, to take a job at the Island Packet as a sports writer and uh, had a good run there. I was a sports editor, editor the last year. Um, you know, newspapers were, were kind of going in the wrong direction, and I was ready for a change. Had a had a new baby at home and didn't want to be chained to the desk every night. So uh, I went over to USCB in 2011, University of South Carolina, Beaufort, right here up the road, and uh, did sports information and marketing for them for a few years and uh, in 2017, the, the packet unfortunately laid off the last local sports staffer, and uh, I recognized that you know there was going to be a, a void there. That you know people here love their high school sports, and uh, just like everywhere else, and uh, it was just really a shame that, that there wasn't going to be that that local newspaper coverage. So uh, I started working behind the scenes and, and built the website and the the logo and everything. And uh, well, first I floated it to my wife. I thought she'd say I was crazy, but she said that was a pretty good idea. So I figured I was all in at that point. Um, got the blessing of my bosses at USCB and started building it to see what would happen. And uh, by September of that year, I, I left my job and started trying to make this a full-time thing and uh, haven't had to get a real job yet. So I guess it's going pretty well. Uh, we just wanted to, you know, continue the great coverage of, of local sports that the packet and Buford Gazette did for so long uh, before newspapers really hit hard times and um, provide that, that community resource really for the low country. Cause you know, like you 
mentioned, we're, we're not really in the big media markets. Uh, we're in the Savannah TV market, so we're kind of a, a little bit of a, a second fiddle to the, the Georgia schools and um, don't have a, a big newspaper here or anything. So I just wanted to create something where we could celebrate the student-athletes and, and all athletes really here in the, this part of the low country uh, and give them the, the recognition they deserve and, um, you know, give the community a, a resource to keep up with what's going on because, you know, we have a, a ton of great athletes around here just like everywhere else, and a lot of times they slip through the cracks just because of, of being in the smaller market, not getting quite as much media coverage, and we're trying to change that little by little. And uh, into year three, it was a little – a little bumpy getting through COVID and, and no sports for a little while there, but we found some different things to do to fill the time and, and you know, continue to give back to the community through sports and uh, fortunate to be on the other side of it now at least a little bit, you know, getting back to it. And hopefully uh, this season goes goes well and, and we can uh, get through playing some football and, and other sports around here without getting anybody sick. We're live right now with Justin Jarrett. He is, uh, well, I would like to call him the Wizard of Oz behind the scenes and many other things with the LowCoSports.com. And we are going to partner with him. You're hearing it now. It's on the Internet, so it's got to be true, right? We're going to work with these guys right now going forward to continue educating, entertaining, and bringing out those ballers. I mean, there's so many at Buford. There's so many at Well Branch, and and I don't want to start naming them because I know I'm going to forget them, but there's so many down there. That, that because they're not in a major market, and I mean that by saying Charleston, right, when you talk about the low country and even some of those other guys, not these guys, when they talked about, well, there aren't any other teams left in the playoffs last year, well, quite frankly, there were a few teams down there that you covered still in the playoffs. Um, I guess kind of update us a little bit, and uh, let's talk about those teams down there. Well, Branch brings to mind, Buford brings to mind, Hilton Head brings to mind. Some of the teams are going to play Friday. Some of them not playing for a couple of weeks. So kind of give us a, a bird's eye view of uh, what's going on. And you can even talk about some of the other teams, maybe across the border that you cover as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, uh, most of our schools here, public school wise are in the 4A classification. Now, uh, Buford's the defending region champion, uh, have had a real great season last year. Got off to a rough start. Bryce Lyburn in his first season there, he, he turned them around mid-season they actually had a, a quarterback change their, their young quarterback got injured and they had to kind of shift on the fly and put in an option attack and uh, won four straight to, to win the region and get into the playoffs uh, did a fantastic job there they've got that quarterback back healthy now Tyler Haley young guy that they're really high on he's he started working in a little bit as a sophomore um, and then and then played full-time last year until he got hurt so or excuse me as a freshman and then played full-time last year until he got hurt uh, Buford's got an outstanding defense. Uh, folks probably have heard of Iman Smalls. He's just a sophomore giant defensive lineman. He's already got an offer from USC, so uh, many more to come for him. But they've got a bunch of young guys on that defense as well as some veterans back, so they're really excited about that. They, they lost a great running back in James Dagan to graduation, uh, but they've got plenty of guys who can, can step in there. Uh, offensive line will be a little bit of a question, but uh, they, they usually find a way. Uh, they're going to have some, some new competition in the region this year. May River, another one of our teams, moves up to 4A. They were in the lower state finals last year in 3A and lost to Dillon in a, a tough game. Uh, so they've been, you know, established pretty quickly here as a state-level powerhouse. Uh, those teams will meet on October 9th at May River, and we've got that one circled on our calendar. You know, it looks like the de facto region title game, uh, if all goes as, as expected. Uh, May River's got an outstanding quarterback in Ahmad Green. He's a four-year starter. He's a guy 
uh, I would say he's got to be one of the best prospects in the state who doesn't have D1 offers. He's just an outstanding athlete, probably projects more as a, as a wideout or, or a, a hybrid type guy who, who does some, uh, maybe some wildcat and, and some uh, split, split out in the, in the slot, uh, special teams type stuff at the next level. But he's a, he's a fantastic high school quarterback, as good as you get, um, you know, can, can throw it and really can hurt you with his legs. Uh, on defense, they've got a guy named Eli Hall, who's a state champion wrestler, who's going to anchor that side of the ball, just a, a high-motor guy, outstanding linebacker, uh, even drop down on the D-line if he needs to. Uh, and, and they have a great coaching staff at May River. They've done a fantastic job of building that program from scratch and just really get after it. They, just the coaches work so hard uh, breaking down film and, and working on you know X's and O's. So uh, that's looking like it's going to be a great matchup there. Uh, Bluffton's trying to bounce back in 4A. They had a rough year last year, but they do have a, a young man, defensive lineman named DJ Aiken. If you don't know his name, you will. He's got offers from about four or five uh, SEC schools, including Georgia. Uh, so he's definitely getting some, in, some attention. Uh, so something something happening there. And then Hilton Head is uh, an unusual case right now because uh, they had an unfortunate situation with a staff member who uh, tested positive for COVID. He had no symptoms, but he knew he had been exposed to someone who did test positive, so he went and got tested. So, you know, they're doing the right thing, uh, to operating out of an abundance of caution is a, a phrase we've gotten quite familiar with. Um, they, they had to quarantine 18 players who were in close contact with him last week, and uh, then they had one, one athlete test positive, uh, again, asymptomatic, fortunately, but he is uh, positive, so now they've had to quarantine the whole team. Uh, so it looks like they're going to miss not only this week, but, but next week as well. And uh, we'll hope for the best for them to get out there October 9th when they're supposed to uh, – October 2nd. Uh, no, October 9th, yeah. So um, they're supposed to go to Bluffton that night. So hopefully they'll be able to get back on the field that night. Um, that's our 4A region. Uh, in 3A we have Battery Creek, uh, which is has, has had a tough time. They haven't been able to sustain success there really since Greg Jones was there back in the 90s. Um, but they have a new coach, Terrence Ash, who was kind of the mastermind behind that Buford high switch to the option midseason last year. And um, so they're excited about him. He's, he's going to try to kind of change the culture and, and build something there. Uh, hopefully they can, can make some strides this year and have something for him going into next year. And then in 1A, we've got Whale Branch, uh, who you mentioned at the, at the top, um, coming in number nine in the preseason poll, uh, moving down from 2A, lost a huge senior class, had a bunch of dudes, uh, a couple of them are at Erskine now, um, you know, so they've got some holes to fill, but, but Jerry Hatcher does a great job there, uh, always finds guys to fill, plug the holes. Uh, they got a guy named Joseph Hicks who goes both ways for him, running back, linebacker, who uh, they're really excited about. Their offensive line is, is big and experienced, so I think they're going to be able to continue running the ball the way they have. Uh, Jalen Reeves is their quarterback. He's the point guard on the basketball team that went to the state championship game last year, and kind of plays football the same way he plays basketball. He runs a fast break. So uh, they've got some, some stuff out there, and they've got a brand-new turf field as well that they're really excited to debut on Friday against St. John. So uh, everybody here in the Loco is fired up for some high school football. We've had the, the skis of games as kind of an appetizer here the past few weeks, and that's been fun. But uh, we're fired up to see the high school league get going. We're live right now hanging out with some of the big guys down there in the lower part of the low country. We like to go ahead and give them the love that they deserve. And with Justin Jarrett and uh, LocoSports.com, it's all possible tonight. This is the first of many opportunities to get him and his team 
to join this team as we've partnered with the South Carolina High School Blitz. That's in the upstate. These guys are in the lower part of the lower state. I've got guys and girls everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, we are your one-stop drop for high school sports on a any given night that we're live here on the radio. Of course, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a lot of things there. The one thing that I'm excited about for a lot of these guys is the factor is the factor that there are multiple brand-new fields. There's new fields out there. Yeah. Well, Branch is one of those. Buford's one of those. Where did this come from? I guess this is probably something that everybody's been waiting on. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the result of a referendum that was passed uh, back in November that uh, we had a large referendum on the table. Our, our school board, unfortunately, we haven't been able to pass a referendum in our school district for the past 11 years. Uh, so we were really behind on a lot of capital funding projects. And uh, one of the the things that got funded in there was turf fields for all the county high schools eventually. But the first two to get them were Buford High School and Whale Branch, and uh, they look fantastic. Uh, Whale Branch has the purple track around the field. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's going to be an awesome resource for our schools and for our communities. And, uh, and fortunately, we also got some, some important funding for, you know, school infrastructure and, and maintenance and uh, really going to be great for Buford County schools. Talking about it with all the big things coming up uh, here on a Friday night light. Now, there's a few teams that you mentioned. St. John's is one of those off of John's Island. They'll be playing uh, out of the uh, that region, if you will, that's more or less that, that lower low country region. It's the Charleston uh, schools that'll make that trip. James Island is a team with a brand new coach. They're going to be coming in with Coach McCoy, and, and you're going to see you know, this young coach come in with that North Carolina mentality. How much research have you done on Coach McCoy and, and, and James Island as they'll come through that region? And then talk a little bit about, of course, uh, on the other side, you get to see uh, a team that you mentioned that's going to be coming up to Charleston that hasn't had that much luck. They'll be playing the likes, of course, of Hanahan, Oceanside, and things like that. Kind of tell us your thoughts on, on who you feel like has the upper hand on some of these regions and your thoughts on that team out of James Island that's going to be coming down from five to four this year. Yeah, I'll be honest, I, I don't know a lot about James Island. You know, we, we haven't ever had any 5A schools, so we didn't really keep close tabs on them in the past. And, uh, you know, especially with a new coach, it's just hard to know what to expect there. Uh, even the coaches we've talked to in the region don't really have a good read on them. So I think they're kind of the X factor in that region for sure. Uh, Buford and May River are a little more known quantities to us at least, but uh, James River or James Island could certainly throw a, a wrench into uh, to what we expect. Um, if they come in there and, and compete well. And uh, you'd expect they would. I mean, you know, they've had strong programs in the past, been, been down a little bit lately, but uh, I'd expect that they can come in there and make a little bit of noise. And uh, being the new kid on the block isn't always a bad thing. You know, nobody has film on you from last year, and uh, it's harder to get. So uh, it can work out in your favor for sure. And May River's got to go up there right off the bat on Friday night. So that's going to be interesting, and that, that could kind of set the tone for what we expect the rest of the season. Uh, as far as Battery Creek going up into the, the Charleston region, that's an unfortunate situation for them. They, I think their shortest trip is like an hour 45. Uh, so that's going to be mm-hmm. tough on them. Um, they they have struggled the past few years, but I, I do think they're going to turn the corner a little bit. But that's a tough region when you've got uh, Oceanside up there at the top and um, you got Hanahan in the mix and you got Bishop England. My goodness, it's it's there's no easy <laughs> ones in, in that one for sure. Uh, so, you know, especially a year like this when only two make the playoffs, I mean, you look at that region and, and the playoffs are not a realistic goal for most of the teams in there. So, um, you know, you've got 
as a coach in that situation, you've got to be able to, to scale your goals back a little bit and uh, get something get something that will push them but, but that's attainable, you know, that they can build some confidence and, and start to build some momentum into next year. So it's a big challenge definitely playing in that region. But uh, Coach Ash, I think, is, is the right fit there. I think he's going to do a good job, and, and hopefully in a couple of years it will be a different story with them. No doubt. Talking about the story, you can follow it all right there at locosports.com. With that man on the other end of the interview tonight, it is Justin Jarrett down there in the lower part of the low country. And I think I haven't recorded because we're live when we're on and we're recorded when we're off. So I can go back and listen to the agreement that we made. Ladies and gentlemen, you see how I worked it right there where I'm going to get this guy, one of his guys or girls, to jump in here with us once a week so we can educate, entertain, and, of course, get you up to date on all the young men down there on that end of the spectrum. Uh, thank you so much, Justin, for all that you and your team do, the hours, the energy, and I know as much as anybody, man, it comes with the price away from your family because you now will adopt the families that you will be covering. Uh, how do they find you? How do they keep up with you, man? And uh, I'll let you kind of give yourself a plug if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we, we're doing a little bit of everything, multimedia all the way. Um, you know, it started out with me just writing recaps and, and posting them on the website. And, uh, you know, we've grown as, as time has gone on and uh, lots more photo galleries. And, and uh, you know, we've got Friday night highlights up by the time they're on TV on Friday nights as well with uh, Carlo Peruza, young man who worked with me at USCV as a student assistant. Now he's a graduate student at Georgia Southern, and he's helping us out putting out a highlight show every Friday night. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're keeping you up on on everything going on around here in Buford and Jasper counties, and uh, maybe someday we'll be able to branch out a little bit more. But right now we've got plenty on our plate. Uh, I'm the only full-time guy, so um, we've got a, you know a few interns and stuff helping us out. But um, it's definitely a grind. But uh, haven't had to work a day since I, since I started doing it, man. I mean, it's so much more fun than sitting in an office. Uh, you know, I get to work from home when I'm not out covering a game and oversee my kids' virtual school right now. So uh, it's definitely a, a blessing and. Um, you know, we're, we're very grateful for the audience we have. You can find us on every social media, um, Loco, L-O-W-C-O, like Low Country, Loco Sports, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, locosports.com. We've got everything on there. So um, we're trying to do our best and, and, you know, give these kids and these athletes and teams here in the Low Country the, the, their due and uh, celebrate them when they succeed because, you know, when they succeed, we all succeed. It's a, it's a community endeavor, and we're all in it together. No doubt, man. Our slogan is kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I can tell you care a lot, buddy. So I'm going to give you keys right here to the studio, man. Anything we can do for you, man, anything at all that we can do to help you guys, we're here. I've got a great group of men and women across the state of South Carolina to pour into your podcast, by the way. So I'm, I'm willing to give it anything and everything we can, man. Let's do it together, man. We're working together with the same drive. Let's just come together and make sure we get these young men in. And a few of the women, because, again, there are some girls out here kicking the balls and throwing them and catching them on Friday nights as well, buddy. But uh, enjoy. God bless you and your family. And uh, let's spot the ball, man. Let's have a good Friday night coming up. Sounds good. And when you want to talk about anything other than football, we cover it all, brother. We, we don't discriminate. <laughs> so uh, all the way – we have sailing recaps on our website. So uh, when you want to talk about anything else high school sports-related down here in Buford and Jasper County, we're, we're the good place to come. I hear all about you, buddy. You come highly recommended, man. Thanks for the night. Tell the family. I said thanks for letting us borrow you for a few minutes. And until next time, stay safe. We'll talk off the air here shortly, buddy. Thank you again, Justin. All right, Richie. Thanks a lot. Go Loco.
Look at there, man. I tell you what, man, when God shines, boy, does he ever shine. Tonight has been a night to remember. This may go down as an uh, instant classic, if you know what I mean, <laughs> because uh, we do have another caller there, I believe, hanging out. Let me uh, – do we have a caller hanging out? I know you're running the board over there, Brandon. Yeah, we have – we, we actually have a couple of callers. All right, so let me uh, let me give you the number I want you to go to here because i got to work some magic here as we're double-dipping here. I want you to go to the 843-941 number, if you see that there on the board, yep. uh, because I believe we're going to stay in Buford. We're going to head to Buford. We're Buford High School football on Mr. Casey Fields. He has God first. He believes green and white, and he's in class of 23. He's a – Athlete, ladies and gentlemen, a wide receiver, a defensive back, and without further ado, we say good evening, Mr. Casey. How's life down in Buford, buddy? Good evening. It's good. It's good. Good, man. I tell you what, I think I've almost talked to all of you and your big dogs around you, man. Even Eamon and, of course, uh, a few other guys that uh, come on this show on a regular basis. So I appreciate your time, Casey, and we look forward to talking to you here for a few minutes. Now, we can talk all the, the big plays you got, bro, but hey, that 4.9 GPA, I'm liking me some of that, man. That right there is going to get you a long life for a long time, buddy. How about that grade point average, man? What can't you do? do everything, really. Hey, I like that, man. So, so tell me a little bit about you. I'm not going to read your Twitter to everybody with your height and your weight. I want you to tell me, who is Casey Fields? How big are you? How kind of, what kind of fella are you, man? How big are you? Give me your track speed. Give me your best position. Tell me a little bit about you for a few minutes. All right. My name is Casey Phillips, class of 2023, and I'm six foot, 190 pounds, and go to Beaver High. My favorite position, I play, my current position is wide receiver. I got you, man. So let me ask you a question, man. There are the passes on the other side. It's a normal Wednesday night. You guys just got done practicing. Who's got your number, man? Is uh, are you better? Is he better, man? Who's, who's the dog in the in this fight on a uh, Wednesday night as you guys get ready for Friday Night Lights? Well, you know, I'm not gonna say that because you know. <laughs> hey, man, Daryl, I know Daryl's listening, man. That's the only reason I'm poking the bear a little bit, man. Because hey, here's the thing, and I'm gonna tell you this: it's okay to say that you're good. It's okay to give yourself a little pat on the back, man. Because Daryl's gonna do it when he comes on the show too, man. That's just how it is. It's a lot of fun. We do it the right way. It's all it's all good times. And how awesome is it? Now, all the kidding aside, how awesome is it, Casey, to go against? You don't even have to leave your stadium. I bet you don't even have to leave your practice field to go against the best defenders on the other side of the ball that challenge you every day at practice to be better. And sometimes, maybe a lot of times, or maybe in your thought every time, that you line up and pad it up and get ready that – you will see better challenges on practice fields than you might see on a Friday night, man. Talk to me a bit about the other guys on the other side that help you get better as you strive to get into the path here this coming weekend. So, really, you know, on defense, we got we got two – well, I'm not going to say no names, but we got two really good corners. And those two corners, they really push me. They push me, they push me, and they push me to go harder and harder and harder. Right. And that, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, that's that divine intervention there that's happening down there in Buford, man. I got to ask you another question, man. Your mentor, I believe, down there, Mr. Dandler, and I have a good conversation, a great relationship. He's gotten us connected to so many of your fellow teammates there. And of course, we've seen you guys at camps 
in other places as well. But, man, what do they feed you guys down there, man? I got to be honest, man. I just got a, 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 a message earlier today of a 14-year-old man child. He's like 300 pounds and six foot seven or something, man. Is everything – it's like Texas down there, man. Everything's bigger. Yeah, everything's bigger. But we do eat regularly, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad I don't have to feed you guys, man, between Eamon and, uh, and, and some of you guys. But uh, I got to be honest, man, your work ethic is, 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 is a testimony in itself. And having a, a 4.9 you know, GPA and, and having everything you got going for you, man, I know – uh, you're a sophomore, is that correct? This is uh, this is coming into your sophomore season. Yes, sir. So that being said, uh, you know, have you already? Evidently, education is a big thing, and we'll talk football here in a second, man. But I want to talk education with you, man, because that's that's an impressive number, man. You can catch a billion touchdowns, and you can get a thousand interceptions, man. But that education, man, that's that's incredible, man. I mean, ooh, there's some cats, man, that they put theirs together if they ain't getting it that high. So tell me, man. Uh, this early, already knowing education is an important thing, and I applaud anybody that's in your life that has put that in your life. But if you already start looking at some schools, man, and, and, and maybe have a, a vision of what you want to be once you get out of college and, and, and maybe focus on when you grow up? Well, the school that I really want to go to, South Carolina Gamecocks. Well, um, when I go, when I graduate, I want to go to college and I want to study engineering. I want to be a mechanical engineer. Yeah. All right, Gamecock fans, Gamecock uh, recruiters, I don't know what's down there in the water, but these kids are bigger, they're faster, they're incredible, they're smart, and they want to be Gamecocks. I have had multiple, I use the word multiple with a capital M, on this show right here that had said, I want to go to the Gamecocks. I don't want to see you guys dipping out, heading over to Georgia State or Tennessee or Navy or anywhere else that it seems like some of these cats try to fall out of, man. What about the Gamecocks, man? You got, you got. What's your connection to the Gamecocks? What do you, what, what do you enjoy the most about? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna imagine you're a big time uh, Gamecocks fan watching that sandstorm. Um, I really like the facility. Like we always like tour the facility and all the coaches. I like them too. Ooh. Hey, man, that's what it's all about, man. Facilities, coaching, education. And, hey, that degree that you can get, and it does not have an expiration date, unlike, unfortunately, the world of football, man, it is going to come to an end. And uh, kudos to you. You're young, but you are motivated. You're planned out. You got a goal. And I tell anybody, man, you put a goal, there ain't nothing can stop you but you. And I don't know if anything can stop you after looking at some of these numbers and looking at your huddle, man. It's a very impressive group. Uh, I wish you, your teammates, I can't wait to get you back. What we'll do is uh, I'm getting to get with Ms. V, and on a Thursday night, she does her Thursday night show right here on the network, uh, actually tomorrow night. Coming up, I'll have her come in here, and uh, and I'll have her put a Zoom meeting together right here on the radio with all of you guys and have four of your dogs with you, and y'all can talk about the, uh, the recap of the night. But uh, thank you for coming on tonight. I can't wait to watch you do big things. The only thing I ask you to do is make sure that you send me uh, some information Throughout the season, stay in touch with me right here at Southern Sports Central. You know the Twitter handles at SO Sports Central. And, of course, my personal page is at Richie Altman. And I want to have you on as much as you want to get on, young man, because I feel that while the education is already in place and the talent is already being shown, getting you in here on this radio show, my man, this is just another part of training to get you better in an area, quite frankly, that a lot of us growing up didn't have. 
So I'm going to offer you the opportunity, as you heard me with the young man that was just with me that owns the business, and say, look, this is your platform. Come on in and hang out with us, and let's talk football anytime you got some time. How about it? All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy your night. Tell your mentor. Tell your folks. Tell everybody down there in Beaufort we said hello. We thank you for your time. Keep those grades up like you're doing, my man. And ain't nobody stopping you. Remember this, but you can't wait to watch you write this chapter this year, man. Good luck, buddy. Friday night, play it out. Play it like it's your last play, and every play has got to be your best play, buddy. We'll see you next time. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, look at there. Brandon, let's go to a quick break. Find a slow – maybe something short. We'll kind of break up the two interviews. We'll come back. We'll recap hour number three, hour number two, hour number one, because we are 22 minutes away from an end of a show that has been an incredible one. We have hit every avenue from Columbia, South Carolina, to I don't have a clue where P. Shuck is because he works for Series XM College Sports. Then we headed, of course, over at 730 to David Shelton. He is an icon, a legend right here in the low country as he writes for the Post and Courier and carries his voice to many shows. And we're glad to have him on our show. And as you just, before we had him, this young man right here, we were down there in Beaufort hanging out, had the bus open. We're taking a tour around the locosports.com arena and checked in with Justin Jarrett. And uh, we figured since we were down there, why not stop by and see a couple of our closest friends down there at uh, Beaufort High School. And, you know, that landed us with the new guest of Casey Fields. He is a six foot 190 Buford High School, bleeding that green and white. He's a dual threat in multiple areas, wide receiver, defensive back. And tonight he was on our show, bringing in that highly 4.9 GPA. My God, these kids are definitely headed for brighter things than anything they can imagine on the football field. Brandon, we'll go to break. We'll come back. You and I will catch up and recap it all, guys. Don't go anywhere. More Southern Sports Central right after this. Like a rock. 
I spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all that. I'm like a Marlboro man, so I keep going back. Wish I could roll on back to that old town road. I wanna ride till I can't go. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yaltman, right here side, Brandon Biscobing. We're coming you all the way from the Grand Strand to the Low Country, from Charleston, South Carolina, to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We covered the entire state, of course, with uh, friends from around the state that do so many great things on Friday nights, but also any other night that ends in why, of course, uh, why not listening here to us tonight as we want to thank all of our guests here and all Kind of give a quick rundown of our guest list that, uh, man, great show tonight. And I got to be honest with you, man, we have set the bar high for another good one tomorrow night. Now, 630, it was Miss V from the South Carolina High School Blitz Sports Show to be heard right here tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. You can check her out. She's got a coach I know coming in from Lower Richland. She's got a lot of dudes coming in from that class of 21. You want to listen to some ballers, you want to listen to this show, check it out tomorrow right here at Southern Sports Central. I'll have the link out on our Twitter page at SO Sports Central here in just a few. Also, carry this with you to the game because if you're going to a JV or B team game, you can just put a little earbud in and just check it out. It's going to be a good one. Trust and believe me. Brandon Biscobing will be running the board for her again tomorrow night. He's going to work another long night, but this is what we do when we do what we do here on Southern Sports Central, the network. Now, uh, it was 7 o'clock. Looks like we've lost Richie for a second, and uh, so we'll see if he gets back on in just a sec. But, yeah, like he was saying, we had a bunch of good guests tonight, lots of fun tonight, and, yeah, looking forward to the beginning of the football season. You know, it's just a few days away. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff. And there we go. Richie's back. <laughs> hey, that's a great job, man. You recovered well. Again, you got to love live radio. It brings you live opportunities to uh, find out how good you really are. You did a good job stepping in there. Uh, but I do quickly, I'm going to go through this. because Again, we're not up uh, against a lot of time here. But it was P. Shuck, the producer and co-host over there at uh, multiple shows with Series XM College Sports. He talked a lot of college football. He's going to join us going forward. Uh, at least uh, for a segment or two throughout the week. 7.30, David Shelton, prep writer for the Post and Courier, Charleston Southern beat writer, and a writer for the High School Sports Report, as well as a contributor on multiple radio shows throughout the state. One of those is right here on Southern Sports Central. The other one is on Bobby Harden's show. You can hear that locally right here at ESPN Radio over there in West Ashley. And, again, he also does some stuff with Phil Cornblue on Friday night. So he does a lot, and uh, he does an amazing job. Very blessed we do here on the network tonight. 8 o'clock, it was all Justin Jarrett. Sounds like a NASCAR driver, but it's not. 
He's a guy that owns locosports.com, but I'm sure he could cover NASCAR. But that being said, he covered a lot of high school sports in the low country, in the lower part of the low country, as uh, it was a great interview. We look forward to working with those guys, as I believe we kind of made a little deal on the radio, and it was uh, it's on the Internet, so it's got to be true, guys. That's kind of my <laughs> running joke there. Anytime I say something here on this network, man, it is a network that's ran off the Internet, so it's always got to be true. And then we got to uh, make sure that we thank a young athlete that came in here and Anytime we can take time to bring in young athletes, guys, I got to be honest, we will stop the press. We will move you around. We'll do what we got to do. But when Casey Fields came in here, who, again, is a big-time baller doing big-time things, not only on the football field, and by God, the kid is a baller. This kid is an amazing athlete where he plays multiple positions. I mean, again, at six foot 190, uh, he is also part of that EMC elite uh down there with uh, a coach who continues to send me guys. And I can't thank that coach down there enough for all that he does in his community. But allowing us to be a part of this community means the world there, Coach. Thank you so much for sending uh, Casey Fields with a 4.9. I said that. That's not his track speed. That's probably like 4.1. But his grade point average is 4.9. He did a great job tonight. I look forward to it. Now, he had to go through surgery over the summer. But now he's back at 100%. And uh, I expect big things. Oh, do I remember days where uh, you got a chance. And that's all I needed was a chance to prove to somebody I was who I said I was. So, uh, Casey, you got Daryl to pass. You got Amos Smalls. You got a lot of big dogs down there, man. And I know you're one of many. I look forward to seeing Burke, Buford, excuse me, doing some uh, some big things on Friday nights. But, uh, man, it's been a great show. Randy did a great job producing it. Uh, I look forward to continuing to crossing over our shows because – here tonight, you, you, you did great. Last night, by the way, you did great. Uh, you, you covered uh, the West Foundation Sports Show uh, with Everett Sands. And uh, tomorrow night, you're, you're going to do it again. I mean, you know, you said you wanted in. You ain't kidding. You're in. Um, as uh, You'll help her out tomorrow night as I'll be covering some uh, sports here locally. And then Friday morning, Sports Unlimited, as always, as advertised, right here on Southern Sports Central, we'll kick off another show at uh, 7 to 10. Uh, I, I believe you'll have your favorite guy, Brandon, up there, who works on the TV yep. screens at Channel 15. He'll join you, along with uh, a few other great guys and girls. And uh, I, I think I'll jump in for at least a minute or two just to uh, express my excitement of uh, game day, baby, because Friday, it's, <laughs> it's all like Donkey Kong, man. We're playing football Friday night. Yeah, and I still have to get all my stuff done for Carolina Forge. You're not going to give me any time to prep <laughs> for my game. <laughs> You gotta love it, man. You said you wanted in, and I, I know. In, and now look at you. <laughs> you do a good job there, man. And we're very blessed to have you and, and Miss V, and, and of course, you know uh, Everett Sands, who does his thing. And uh, of course, we also have in this other gentleman that that brings out a, a lot of energy with the youth program. That's Clint Robinson Sr. He has the lab here on Sunday nights. Uh, they call him the professor. He's out of uh, the Virginia, Maryland area, but he lives here in South Carolina. He lives in Charleston. He does his thing, and, of course, you know, uh, good old Eugene, man. Eugene, I gave him the night off tonight. Uh, he's got a lot going on. And, uh, you know, again, we try to make sure family's first, and that's always the key. But uh, we let him have tonight off because he actually covered last Thursday and uh, did a good job for Miss V. But, uh, and he may jump in tomorrow night. I, I don't know, man. That's what we do here, family picking up each other, man. And uh, I thought it was a great show, a lot of topics covered. And I got to feel that a lot of people listen tonight, I know I did. I got a lot smarter because I knew a few things about those guys in Buford, but I got a little bit of an education. Of course, David, as always, educating us. And, uh, 
the players that, that do what they do coming in and MSV. You know, I, again, I had, I had no idea some of the things that she was kind of sharing and some of the teams that she's looking for, like Blythewood, man. We actually had a guy, young athlete, giving us some love on Twitter, uh, saying, hey, thanks for the love uh, on Blythewood. Guys, listen, this is your network. This is your show. This is your opportunity to come in here and uh, talk. Athletes, you need no invitation. This is your platform. Come on in. Call in. Now, you can't do it tonight because we're up against the clock, but any mm-hmm. other night when the light is on and, and we're home here in the studios, Brandon, I tell you, man, pick up that phone and say hello. Oh, yeah. Take it from there. And and if you guys want to join me on, on Friday morning talking about, you know, the games coming up that night, be my guest. I love uh, – I do, especially Friday nights, everyone's going to be pumped up, ready for football. It's, you know, if you want to talk, tell us what you think. Tell us who uh, who you think is going to win any particular games and all of that good stuff. Definitely. And real quick, did you see, uh, speaking of Blythewood, did you see their new field? I, I might, I've seen so many. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I don't want to tell you a story. I've seen so many. Is it, it, is it in a turf field like everybody else, or what do they got yeah, going on? Yeah, it's a on? turf field, but they also, one thing that I don't think I've ever seen here in South Carolina, uh, they have seats. They, like, the the home side, about half of the uh about half of the bleachers are actual seats. Oh, wow. So they actually, with the back and all that stuff, kind of like VIP, yep. is that kind of what you're getting at? <laughs> Pretty much. I, that's what I'm guessing. Hey, I like that kind of talk, man. I tell you what, I also saw the field in North Myrtle Beach, man. They got a light mm-hmm. show. I don't know uh, no, if yeah. the football team is going to be great, but the light show is going to be incredible. It's kind of reminding me of what Alabama's got going on mm-hmm. with their little camera, I mean, with their lights going yeah. on, but Man, I tell you what, football has come so much more than just what you see on the field. Now, man, they, they're competing with light shows. I mean, how far have we come where now we're talking about a retro, you know, next thing you know they're going to be wearing uh, glow-in-the-dark, you know, uh, shoulder pads, and it's going to be like a party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing I'd like to do on your show, man, and it's something you and I can talk about if you're up for it, man, is maybe we'll – We'll, we'll we'll get a couple of games. I'll come in for a segment, and I'll get Miss V to come in for that segment, and uh, we'll, we'll do a pick'em show. We'll get Eugene up and early. We'll get him in, and and it, you know, again, you direct the traffic. You'll go, okay, Rich. Who do you got? Who do you got? Now, I won't call yep. the game that I that I do. And I recommend you <laughs> no, not call no, the game can't. that you do. Yeah, so we can't pick Carol. We can't do the Carolina Forest or the Fort D- Dorchester games. No, we we can. Now I can call your game, and you can call my oh, game, but okay. I can't call. My oh, okay. You know, you kind of like with game day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I can't. You can't call your own because, uh, yeah, yeah, you might not, you might not have a job after that. So, um, you know, I'm trying to help you, buddy. Um, again, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but that's just my best, uh, honest to God thing. And I think we'll even get Ken Brown, who's uh, the other man over there, uh, you know, that does a lot of great things with the high school blitz. But again, you work on that. You got till now and Friday if you want that to be a 30 minute segment. We, you pick the games. Now, you need to pick two or three around the low country, maybe a couple in the Grand Strand, two or three there in uh, Columbia, maybe one in upstate. But uh, I think that would be cool. And at the end of seven weeks, we'll give out the world. I got the world's smallest trophy, man. It's probably the size of your, your, your index finger. And it says the world's smallest trophy. And that will be the reward that we get, whoever wins uh, out of our pick'em segment. But it will be the guys who all have shows. And if you can't be in the show, maybe they can tweet us their, you know, their picks, and yeah. I don't know, just something different, man. Something on a Friday, I think that it caused a little bit of coffee shop talk. 
That would be a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Just don't pick your team. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. But it's never going to go that way. Because in other words, if you pick your team every time, you sound like yeah. a homer. So why even waste your time? That's that's just a waste of time. So, you know, uh, and, and some will say, well, that's not fair because, you know, whatever. Well, then you would give us uh, another game, and it wouldn't be a game that, say, anybody else can pick. For example, yeah. this weekend, because I wouldn't pick Ashley Ridge and Ford if those were the games that you picked. Then you would say, all right, Rich, well, you got to tell me, you know, who's going to win between Bishop England and, and Oceanside. And nobody else could have that pick. That's kind of my win or lose <laughs> game there, right? That's kind of my play-in game, if you will. So just some food for thought, man. I know we're against the clock. Uh, we've got about, what, three minutes, man. Uh, great show tonight. You did an incredible job. I look forward to continuing this. And uh, i got to get you and, Gene, you and Eugene connected. Uh, you've already talked to Coach Sands. You've already talked to Miss V. Uh, we got one other guy there, the professor on Sunday night. Got to get you guys and uh, and talking. But you know, for me, partnering up with you guys, it, it, it is honest to God, it is a dream come true for me to see the growth of Southern Sports Central. We're all we're all working together. We're all going in the right direction. We're all feeling that we can do this thing, and, and I love it, man. Again, I'm going to use Ocean Boulevard. If you guys have been on the Grand Strand, that's home for me. I've said it multiple times. I grew up in Surfside Beach, South Carolina. And I remember many times cruising, I'm not six four, but cruising down Ocean Boulevard, and it was uh, what, fifty cars, fifty thousand cars that were all going that same direction. Well, that's what we're doing here on Southern Sports Central, the network. It's multiple shows, but the same direction, with the same concept and the same mission. And it ain't nothing but about these kids. It's about educating, entertaining, and bringing a little love and a little light to these young men and some women. Because again, we don't just talk football; it's just football season. We'll highlight some of these other sports. Watch and see what happens. Stick around a little bit. Oh, you can, you can be soda. You can be sure that I'll talk about basketball. Oh, basketball's coming, and I'm covering basketball for the sport. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we you know, I just Southern Sports Central is going to have some uh, some basketball, and you know, again, you know, we may, you know, we may, we may mix it up a little bit. Brandon does a game on uh, on the network with, uh, you know, where he where he does basketball. We'll save that for another day, and of course. Uh, what I do is one night I'll do basketball down here. So you'll hear multiple games and multiple things. And, it, it, I, again, God is working, guys. You just got to look. When you draw close, so does he. And so does he. And so do we. But we're doing it. We're loving it. We thank God for it. It's been a great night. It's been a great show. Tomorrow night, right here on Southern Sports Central, the network, you will hear Miss V in the South Carolina High School Blitz class of 21. We're calling you out. As you heard last week, it was class of 22. Tomorrow night is class of 21. You'll also hear a head coach from Lower Richland. He will join her tomorrow night along with Brandon Bisco-Bing. He'll be running the board. I'm sure chiming in from time to time. Who knows? Eugene may drop by. I may drop by. Uh, You just don't know. I know Eugene's got an assignment. He's heading to Bishop England and Oceanside where he's got some of his guys from his Low Country Kicking Academy doing some big things. I'll be over at the fort as they will be uh, welcoming in that of Ashley Ridge. So, uh, again, it is here. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is football eve. Do you feel it? Can you smell it? Can you understand it? Because it's here. Oh, my God, it feels so good to talk high school football. And to hey, know te- it's so technically, close. Technically, there is some uh, games tomorrow. There is some games tomorrow. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can hear my are. voice. That got, that got moved due to uh, weather. 
And there's some and there's some stadiums that people share. So there's some also some movement there, I'm sure, as well. Guys, the best advice I'm going to give you as we sign off here on Southern Sports Central, and we invite you tomorrow night to listen to Miss V in the sports show from 6 to 9 right here on the network, is to please respect, 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 respect. When you go to somebody else's house, you've got to use, you've got to use your manners. You've got to follow the rules. Please, for the grace of football, and many, many futures that you may have a huge effect on if you don't do it the right way. Stay distant. Wear your mask. Enjoy yourself. If you're part of uh, wanting to watch some Friday Night Lights and you want to see some, tune in. Watch it on whatever you can. Follow us. Again, I'll be on the TV on Friday night. It will be a good one. Fort Rochester, Ashley Ridge. It is the kickoff of the new era. It'll be a good era, by the way. It'll be a great time. But I do want to thank everybody for what you do if you're a coach, a trainer, if you're the secretary of any and all athletic directors. If you're an athletic director, thank you for what you do. Thank everybody for what they do. Stay safe. God bless. Keep the band, ladies and gentlemen. That's tonight's show all in one. We'll see you next time on behalf of myself and Brandon Bisco Bing. Have a great night, guys. We'll see you live right here on the network tomorrow night. Miss V in the South Carolina High School Nest Blitz. Good show tonight. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>